This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB, our lifestyle podcast. And we want to remind you that Bayou Showdown is going down later this year in Slidell, Louisiana at the Harbor Center. That's 100 Harbor Center Boulevard, again, in Slidell, Louisiana. Bayou Showdown is November 20th and 21st. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, so get on out and support the scene, including Custom Car Show Productions in conjunction with Mr. Sean Randall. Bayou Showdown, November 20th and 21st, Slidell, Louisiana. Check that hashtag, Bayou Showdown, or Facebook, Bayou Showdown, for more information. My wife is just as passionate for vehicles as I am. She wants me to buy everything that's on our bucket list. Um, <laughs> that's a good woman, I, I tell I, you. Unfortunately, I don't have the property for it right now. Like Our next thing is that I want is a 62 bubble top. I want a 62 bubble top. I want I want a first-gen Camaro. I want one of them laid out with 24 by 15s under it. And I'm talking about laid out on the ground. I mean, you know, you can't go to a car show or a cruising or anything without walking around and saying, oh, what I'd do to have one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I want them all. Well, you know, yeah. There's if 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 my pockets were deep enough and I had enough and and I and I had a barn big enough, it, it it'd be dangerous. <laughs> so there's there's bunches that I want, and and hopefully I still have plenty more time on this earth where I can still get those bunches one day. But it's just one day at a time. Right now I'm 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 working on farm truck and I'm working on Sam, which is a '67 C10, and both of those right now are just consuming my time. Yo, yo, it's ODB, Biggity Bike the Mayor, episode 245, our lifestyle podcast. You're going to see a little bit different feel on this one, and that's because we're mourning our brother, Mr. Greg Miller, uh, rest in peace. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about with Greg and his legacy, and uh, we're going to check in with some people that knew him, that looked up to him, and... um, you know, we just want to thank everyone for, for, you know, jumping in here and listening. If you um, are new to the podcast, you know, please stick with us. Let's get through this one together. But Mike, dude, my brother, I know this is not an episode that you or I would have ever wanted to plan nor record or have to even delve into. But um, I know you're coming off vacation uh, that ended, you know, at the tail end of, you know, going over to uh, Mississippi. But um before we talk uh, more extensively about that, I just wanted to check with you, bro. How you doing? Doing, uh, dude. We're doing, man. Uh, like you said, we did come off a of vacation, and um, uh, you know, which we we had a great time, and then uh, it ended. You know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it ended sadly. It's ended badly or anything like that mm-hmm. because that's what it really put an exclamation mark on it because of seeing how many people uh, was there and and um, support of Greg and of, 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 uh, you know, Tammy and Lauren, you know, his wife and his daughter. And, um, it really, you know, me and Sean were sitting there, uh, Sean Randall were sitting there and we're talking about how, and you, you look in the room and you see how many people that all those people we would have never have met and never would have, you know, knew these other people if it wasn't for 
the stuff that Greg did and bringing us all together. And so basically we were, it was almost like it was another, you know, car show. Greg's bringing us back together again and we're out there hanging out with everybody and talking and, um, you know, having, um, lots, you know, sharing lots of stories and, and, and having lots of laughs because, uh, that's what it was. That's what it really was. Um, and of course there were some tears cause I, I ain't gonna lie. It was tough. Um, but at the same time, it was also good too, because, um, I, I got to, you know, uh, pay my respects and, and, uh, and say my goodbyes. So I was really glad that I got to do that. Well, you know, speaking of that, I, I thought a lot, I've been thinking about Greg a lot since late May and in my head, I kind of wanted to get this, you know, off my chest. It's like basically, you know, this timeline that I have is on May 19th, you know, Greg had texted me and he, it was simple. He said, see you this weekend, buddy. I responded with, hey, you know, you're not sure if you had caught wind yet, but I'm not going to be able to make it, um, you know, just trying to balance the family and stuff and some things I had going on. I wasn't going to be able to make it uh, to one of our favorite shows, Relaxing in the Park St. Louis. Now, Greg, uh, when I was up there two years ago, Greg and Sean were there. You know, we went out to dinner, just, you know, great time. You know, two good dudes. Obviously, they're close homies. And, uh, of course, he responded right back and said, I uh, quote, well, shit, I wanted to hang out with you. See you next month then, homie. And that keeps weighing on my mind a lot, Mike, because there wasn't the next opportunity. You know, there yep. wasn't the next month, homie. And, you know, a week and a day later on Thursday, May 27th, I had planned to record with Greg. I know you spoke with Greg, I believe, that day as well. Yep. And we recorded. Now, keep in mind, he was fresh off of relaxing in the Park St. Louis the previous weekend. Now, I called Greg, and he goes, hey, I was, you know, haven't sure, you know, haven't, not sure if you've spoken with Mike, but, you know, I haven't really been feeling well. And I said, hey, I hadn't really had a chance to talk with Mike a lot that week, uh, this that you know, that week in particular. But, you know, hey, this is no big deal. Like, we can push this off. You know, we're just trying to plan ahead. He said, hey, no problem, right? And uh, he he was, you know, he was he was fine with moving forward. Now, we chopped it up. We recorded. You guys heard that episode. Um, you know, if you haven't and you're, you're looking forward to that, you can go back a few episodes to the Scraping the Coast episode. Now, Mike, after we had exchanged, you know, we recorded, we exchanged some funny texts, as we always do. And I even said, hey, I got the new street trucks. I can send you some of the OBI coverage. And he said, no, I had already seen it. And I'm thinking, of course, Greg, Greg has seen it. You know what I mean? He's already he's already hip to it. Now, the following week, I had heard that Greg was not feeling well. And I think, Mike, you may have shared that with me. And, uh, dude, like on June 1st, I sent Greg a message saying, hey, we're th this is on Facebook. I said, hey, we're thinking of you. And he just responded back with, love you, brother. And my last message to him was that, hey, listen, man, the scene is rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. And, you know, to kind of sum this up is basically that weekend uh, of like around June 5th, we went to the beach with the fam and Ruben had texted me and he said, hey, is everything okay with Greg? And, you know, I had been off social media some. Of course, I go right on Facebook and naturally there's all these people asking to pray for Greg. And, and, and I just, I had this like feeling of, God, I hope this isn't going to turn, you know, bad. And, um, you know, Wednesday, July 7th, you know, you kind of fast forward, um, you know, I'm up in Ohio with the family on vacation 
And Mike, you had sent me a text a little after 11 o'clock. I had already passed out. The first thing I, I see when I wake up, um, you know, that next morning on July 8th was that, you know, Greg is gone. And I've been thinking about it a lot. And I just wanted to kind of share that, you know, Greg was in my mind. He just was a great dude. I'm so glad that I became friends with him. And you can think about just from relaxing, which was kind of late toward, you know, later in May until mid-July, you're at a show, you're gone, and you're in the ground. And it's just, it's crazy how life can go, man. And I, I feel so bad for his family. Uh, yeah. In a blink of an, you know, in a blink of, a, uh, of an eye, um, it could all be over. Um, so, you know, definitely don't take, uh, take it for granted. Don't take nothing for granted. Uh, you know, especially um, time, uh, you know, our, our time <clears throat> on uh, on the circuit is very valuable and uh, definitely want to make sure that you, uh, um, you know, like we've we've talked about it before as far as uh, uh, the negativity, you know, not wanting to focus on that, not wanting to focus on, um, uh, you know, any of that negative vibes and, you know, try to because of the fact that you never know, you never know when it's your time. You never know when it's, when, when it's going to end. And, uh, you know, Hey, good vibes, positive vibes. That's, that's what we want to focus on. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, with that, you know, going forward, uh, you know, I say we, tr we try to do that, you know, in memory and honor of Greg, uh, let's, let's try to do that, you know, try to do more of that and, uh, you know, just, you know, do the scene and do the scene good and do the scene well. And, and uh, just you know, have a good time, man. Enjoy it, and because uh, you never know when it's uh, when it's going to be our time. Yeah, real deal. And Mike, right before you and I got a chance to sync up, I reached out to our homie Dustin Hale, the mini truck and sideshow, as he's often referred to as, and just a good dude. Really looked up to Greg. We saw him at a lot of shows like Orange Beach Invasion, like Scraping so often. I mean, hell, he even braved the damn hurricane-type force winds and rain to go to after, after hours. hours. After hours. And what I want to do is uh, pause real quick. We're going to jump into that audio, and uh, we'll listen to what Dustin Hale has to say. Hey, so we're continuing our coverage here on OLP episode 245, and obviously a little bit different vibe for this episode. And uh, next, as I had mentioned earlier, we got Dustin Hale, man. And Dustin, how you doing, brother? Uh, good as can be, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad, man. You know, just like you said, just trying to kind of process this and, and just, you know, doing as good as we can. And, you know, I want, you know, I thought of you, uh, every time I go, we go to so many shows and, and we always see you out there hustling and just having a good time. You got your boom box. And when we were at Orange Beach Invasion earlier this year, you know, you kind of made me smile because you had that, I know Greg Miller shirt on. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, man. How the hell, any idea how that came about? Honestly, I do not know who came up with that. <laughs> I remember back in the day, there were a few people that wore them. Uh, I know J-Mac from Freaks, North Alabama. He had one back in the day. And I got with Brent, Noel, Josh, Highland, and Kelly. And I was like, hey, what do y'all think about doing I Know Greg Miller shirts? <laughs> and this was two years ago. We've had them done for a couple years. So I hit up Casey with Modified. He printed them out, got them up for us, and, you know, we just went to the show wearing them, having a good time, and, you know, Greg got a kick out of it. So did, you know, everybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. And, you know, Josh Hyland, Kelly, you know, good people. 
you know, you, you guys roll with, you know, a, a good kind of bunch of uh, kinfolk. And, you know, one thing that I always notice is like when you're at a show, you know, like I said a minute ago, you're always having a good time. And when you went to like Scraping or you went to Orange Beach Invasion, I mean, it seems like you always had a blast. And, you know, you appreciated what Greg was doing as far as the shows and, and, and what he did for the scene. Oh, definitely. Greg put on the best shows in the South. I mean, if you look at his track record with Scraping, OBI, Bayou, Sick Nick, uh, I mean, we even drove into a hurricane for uh, after hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pouring down rain, there, ankle-deep water, but we still went, had a great time. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's kind of become this cool thing. You know, a lot of us were of the certain age group where we go to shows, like we always talk about, and, you know, the 80s and all this stuff is back, but... You know, you're always out there with the boombox and stuff, and I always know, like when Greg would roll by on the golf cart, he'd see you and he'd be like, "There's Dustin, man." Now, your your nickname though too, he would always mention that sideshow. Talk to us about that. Uh, well, the sideshow thing came whenever I was actually growing my hair out. It was pretty much a fro, look like sideshow Bob. A buddy <laughs> of mine said, "A buddy of mine just straight said, man, you look like sideshow Bob," and it just stuck. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now you um you got in I, I'm trying to remember if um you were a couple of the guys were doing the the cornhole stuff and they were kinda getting big in that and all that, but you kinda like formed your own lane with your boombox, your eighties kind of vibe here and there. I mean, when I see you rolling through, man, like I said, Greg was always smiling. Oh yeah, man. Greg he would roll up on the golf cart get on just say get on and we just take <laughs> across the show and just you know bullshit yeah yeah you he's know. a good family dude now what are you know any any memories that you wanted to kind of share of greg i mean obviously you just shared that one but um you know or anything that you wanted to say you know for rest in peace to our homie greg man i mean honestly one of the funniest memories i got wasn't even at a show uh greg and sean had went to uh I think Knoxville to pick up Sean Stroke Buckwheat, the little Nissan. Mm-hmm. I was a manager at AutoZone at the time. And they ended up swinging through, uh, hung out for a little while. Well, on their way out, there was probably yeah, 10 cop cars, had a car pulled over in the parking lot next to us. I mean, it was like a live episode of Cops. Oh, wow. Turns out a dude broke into a house, stole like 15 guns, like, yeah, arm robbery type stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just one of them things. We were all there just like shocked, you know, yeah. what the hell's going on. But I mean, in all honesty, we all know like hotel parking lot lobbies, stuff like that. I'm surprised we have not gotten kicked out of a lot of places just <laughs> for what, just for, you know, being loud in a hotel lobby or being loud, doing really, really dumb shit in hotel parking lots. I mean, you know how it is. I do. And, you know, it made me think of relaxing in the park 2019, uh, Greg and Sean, you know, we had went to get some pizza with them. And that night, you know, we were all just, it was this real nice lobby we were in. And uh, we, you know, Greg and Sean were sitting down there in some of the nicer seats and, you know, we're all just hanging out. And I think like it got a little bit late and they're like, man, I'm going to order some pizza. And I forget if it was Greg or Sean, but man, just ordered some pizza up in there, you know, and uh, we were all just hanging out. But those are the memories that, you know, the shows are great, but like, 
if you think about how long we drive to a show and then, you know, you're at a show from like nine to five, maybe, you know, a lot of the time we're hanging out in the parking lots and stuff like that, even longer than we're at the show. Oh, definitely. And in the parking, I mean, at the show, shows are great. You know what I mean? Love, love seeing the show, uh, vehicles, hanging out with your crew and everything else. But to me, the parking lot's a completely different scenario. You'll have clubs from all over just come together and everybody's just hanging out together. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different atmosphere. Now, I saw one of your posts on July 8th. You talked about, you know, last year that at, at OBI, Greg had rolled up on the golf cart and said, get on. I'm sure a lot of people heard this coming from him, but you kind of mentioned the the Scraping the Coast coaster that he had given yeah. you, and I've seen those as well, and they're very cool. What do you, you know, what's something that you would like to see more of in the scene, man, as we move forward through the rest of this year and obviously have to kind of, you know, get through and, and, and grapple with, you know, losing our friend Greg. But, you know, what would you like to see more of in the scene? One thing that I, we went to Southern Tradition this weekend and Waka, Heather, their crew, Greg had already pre-registered for that show. They had his uh, registration sticker, uh, flowers with a poster of him, his car. You know, uh, <clears throat> Tammy and Lauren was on there too. And now... From now till I think scraping twenty twenty two sixty two is done. Mm-hmm. That number is done. Everybody is this for Greg. Nice. And from what I understand, that poster uh, is going to go around to all the shows and in memory of Greg. He's going to be at every show. Awesome, man. Yeah. And that just seeing that this weekend, you know, it kind of hit home. But he was also there with us at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and whoever put that together, I mean, I'm looking at the photo that, um, you know, Eddie Gordy had sent some. I know DJ Mays as well had, but, you know, that photo had Greg kind of his face hovering over, you know, the front end of the car and then, of course, his wife and daughter. And, you know, you look at that and I think, you know, what I'm tapping into there is just, you know, the scene came together and, you know, we've lost a lot of people. We lost lost Mitch Henderson earlier this year, but... Um, you know, yeah, someone, sunshine too. Yeah, and sunshine, and and you know, thanks for reminding me. And we, I think we just got to continue to collectively come together. We know that that tragedy is going to happen, but you know, like what we've always tried to do here is, you know, you want to pay homage to those that, you know, were were innovators or helped us get to where we are. And with scraping the coast, you know, Greg wasn't able to be there for the nineteenth annual, and next year's the twentieth, and you know, we're so looking forward to it, but. You know, it just reinforces, dude. I mean, think about it. I wasn't able to go to Relaxin in the Park St. Louis. And Greg was there. He came back. He wasn't really feeling well. And then from there, things kind of spiraled, unfortunately, out of control, you know, to a point that he's no longer with us. But, I mean, you think yep. from, you know, late May until, you know, mid-July, you know, you're out at a show and then, boom, you're gone and you're in the dirt. And it's just, it's just not easy for me to process that, you know. Oh, exactly, man. The last time I actually saw him was at OPI this year <clears throat> because, you know, work schedules, you can't hit every show. Oh, yeah. At least I can't. Yeah. You know, there's some people that, you know, they can they can do it the way they're, you know, on their own business, however you want to, well, you know, set it up. Yeah, let's be honest, like a David the Corver, you know, Tick Mark Willie. I mean, dude, this guy. Oh, yeah, I he's at he's everything. I said, dude, I said, come on, man, just retire. Let us get a couple shows under our belt, you know what I mean? Yep, I've seen him this weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah, and he all you know, Greg always say, "There's the Corver man." So, but yep. um, 
yeah, you know, I wanted to seek up with you. You know, whenever we go to shows, uh, I tell you what, you and I had such a good time last, you know, it was the the COVID year when Mini Nats, one of our favorite shows, Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, when oh, yes. it got pushed to October, and here you and I were riding around with Madu and the Trucks of Rosa, and, you know, those guys always show us love. But I tell you, man, like those, like we kind of talked about, you know, th- these guys that go back a long time, you know, they've got good memories. Well, you know, we're still making some of these memories and like riding around there and slapping hands with you, man. It's always, you know, it's always cool, man, because I can tell the love that you got for the scene, brother. Oh, definitely, man. You got to make memories while you're here. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Exactly. That's a good, that's a good question, you know, to leave in, in, in people's mind, you know, think about it. What What's your legacy going to be? And something that I, I really, truly appreciate about Lone Star Throwdown, right? Lonnie and Radar, you know, whoever came up with that saying that has continued to kind of move throughout these different shows. And we saw it, you know, you guys saw it at Relaxing in the Park St. Louis. Uh, I think Waka, of course, also had it up there. Yeah, Waka you know? had it up. Yeah, and, and it reinforces to a lot of us. I mean, hey, it's it's fun. We all go to shows. You know, we have some drinks. We hang out and stuff. But you know, we're we're also conscious of that next generation that's going to be coming up. You know, that is coming up, and that's going to exactly. you know replace us one day. And you know, when we're gone, you know, hopefully these younger cats will carry on the scene and have as much love for it as we do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But but DH man, Dustin Hale, my brother. Um, you know. Any any last thoughts or anything else you wanted to share, man? Get to these shows. You know, live your life the best you can. You're not always promised tomorrow. A hundred, man. Uh, I mean, if you've got beef with anybody, just let it go. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. Live without regret. You know, just... Yep. If, like I said, man, if, if you got anything going on, problems with anybody, just squash it. Yep. You know what I mean? Life's too short. Yeah, and that's going to tie into some a message I've got for this episode. So, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And it's mini trucking underscore sideshow side on show. Instagram. Yep, there you go. Yes, Dustin sir. Hale, DH, the homie, the, the big the big cat, the, the crazy man, I would call. And I know Greg always uh, smiled when he saw you, man. And, and I appreciate you supporting the scene as much as you do, brother. And thanks for taking a couple minutes, Dustin. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Rest in peace, Greg, and uh, we're going to continue the episode. Dustin, have a good night, my man. Do the same, sir. So, Mike, you know, the message that he really kind of sent there is going to tie into something that I want to share, you know, in a few minutes, uh, talking about, you know, something I think we all can do. And it's it really ties into what you just said a few minutes ago and, and the positivity and just trying to kind of further things ahead. But, you know, before I share that, uh, we're obviously, throughout this episode, we're going to try to check in with a few people that were close. Um, you heard from Dustin Hale, but we're also going to check in with Sean Rose here in just a few minutes. But Mike, y- you alluded a little bit to you know the funeral, and I know like this isn't a thing that um, you know we would typically you know go into detail, but I think it was important. You had shared to me some of what you just alluded to, right? You know, you got a chance to see, right? Talk a little bit about some of the folks that like you didn't even know but that had knew Greg all the way back, maybe even to the Whitley days and to the days of the car stereo side, man. Well, I can tell you this. There was a bunch of, they called themselves base heads. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, they go way back with Greg because pretty much that's what Greg started with is Greg started with, you know, the stereo shows 
and um you know putting stereo shows on and and you know like you you brought up whitney and and um you know he had, he's come on to the podcast quite a few times and talked about you know mm-hmm. how started and, and whatnot but um so those guys were there and they were just paying their respects man and and you know props to those guys for um you know for coming out and there was a bunch a bunch of them um that were there and they all had their you know base head shirts on and so you definitely knew um you know who they were and and you know the one thing that the family uh requested is or that you know they said that greg would want is for you to come comfortable and so i know that me and um we actually were fortunate enough to we rode up with the bakers um marilyn and gary baker and if you haven't met the bakers yet uh, we talk about positive and we talk about, you know, nothing but good vibes. And that's exactly what those two, um, you know, bring uh, to the scene and uh, have brought to the scene in such a short period of time. And they're just they're such good people and they're so great to be around. And and, um, you know, so we we went to the service with, you know, we followed them up and we actually got to stay over. The, we actually stayed at their house because we couldn't find a hotel room uh, there in Orange Beach. Um, wow. Everything was sold out. So. Um, we wanted to stop and have dinner with them. And so they basically just said, Hey, if you can't find nothing, just come on over. We got plenty of room. Uh, so, you know, Maryland ended up making dinner for us and, and we ended up staying over and just some good, good, good people, man. And just so fortunate to, uh, and once again, if that wasn't for Greg, uh, we would have never have met, mm-hmm. you know, the bake because it was Bayou showdown. Um, or I'm sorry, it was OBI that we first originally met the bakers mm-hmm. and that was two years ago if i'm not mistaken and then of course seeing them at bayou showdown seeing them at scraping and then um obi again uh you know they were definitely came out and always supported greg shows and of course we're always there supporting greg shows as well so uh it, it just that was definitely something that stuck as far as with the service and with the uh you know as far as how everybody in that room was there because of greg and how he brought everybody together because of the show's um, that he put on and everybody supported him and he supported, you know, the support of the scene and, and, um, you know, and then of course talking with uh, egg roll and, uh, I never knew this, but egg roll and, and Greg went to high school together and, you know, they grew up together and man, that guy had stories for days <laughs> about, about Greg. And, um, you know, the funniest one I think was the one where he basically came out and said how Greg is the one that's responsible for um teaching um egg roll how to break dance <laughs> i didn't believe him but that's what he was that's what he was there saying he was he was talking about how you know uh greg taught him uh greg taught him how to do the worm and and the the caterpillar and and all these different and i was like whoa i i had no idea that greg you know greg could even <laughs> dance and so uh but he, that's what that's what he was trying to say anyway is that you know I, I don't know if i was buying it but that's that's the stories he was telling. And of course there was a whole bunch of other ones too, but we'll have to have uh, a roll on one day. He can tell us some more. If you actually see a roll at one of those shows, cause he's, he, you know, a roll huts pretty much at a show every weekend. And, uh, but he also shared that Greg is the one that told him he needs to come out and he need, you know, that he's always bringing egg rolls to the shows and, and, you know, giving people egg rolls and making people egg rolls. And he's like, man, y'all need to set up a booth and start selling these egg rolls no no we don't want to do that we don't want to do that (laughs) well they came out they did it and the rest is history and they absolutely kill it and sell out every single time uh they come to a show and go to a show so he once again you know 
um, uh, paid, uh, paid tribute to, uh, to, uh, to Greg. And, and that's all because of Greg, um, a, uh, a hut is all because of Greg and Greg is the one that pushed them, pushed them, pushed them. And they finally did it. And man, it's, you know, they haven't looked back. You know what? Thanks for sharing Mike. And one of the things that I noticed, you know, you talk about, you were able to go over to the funeral. The, the wake was also that same weekend. And I had um, been out of town with the family, which I didn't think I was going to get to go on the family trip. So I wasn't able to be there. And I appreciate you being there and, you know, getting to hear firsthand from his friends. Now, uh, for those that may recall, Mike, you know, was going to, you know, was was planning to go to Southern Tradition. And, Mike, I want to thank Waka and, you know, whoever in his camp, might have been him, that came up with the idea you know, when we talked to Dustin a few minutes ago, you guys heard he talked about that Greg had pre-registered for the show, and they made sure that Greg was there in presence, you know, with the flower arrangement, with the photo, the image, and I think that um, I was blown away in, in a very good way how many people had posted. Like I said, when I woke up that morning, you know, I didn't know what to think. And, you know, going on social media, I just saw the outpouring of people that said, hey, Greg was an innovator in the scene. We looked up to him. We had such a good time. We loved his events. And, and Mike, we don't always see that, you know, um, when someone passes away. And, and the love was, was definitely there for, for our homie. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that was that was Waka Frank and um, his better half, uh, Heather, uh, that, uh, that came up with that whole idea. And I mean, that was, that was awesome. That was really cool that they did that. And, um, you know, what they're doing, um, is they're going to continue it on with other shows and they're going to be uh, taking that, um, uh, that picture. And I believe the picture was from uh, Corey Floyd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, uh, they're going to take that to all the other shows and they're going to have that set up to where other shows can also take their number 62 and um, they're going to have that on display and their uh, number 62 registration sticker. They're going to put add that to the to the the picture and we're going to everybody's going to be, you know, well, whoever's at Scraping the Coast next year is going to present that uh, to Lauren and Tammy, um, uh, you know, from all the shows that have participated in it. Uh, so I think that's pretty awesome that they, you know, that they did that. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, to be able to uh, present that to the girls uh, next year at Scraping the Coast. Yeah, I love the idea. And, you know, it was cool that Dustin kind of shared, um, you know, that that as well. And I think it like it ties right into what you're saying, Mike. And, and I I just appreciate the scene doing that because I think so often, you know, I think about this all the time that, you know, this past weekend was the anniversary of Bruce Rivera, obviously longtime local minis member, and then also a f- our, part of the RA fam my understanding was, and, you know, that was his anniversary of his passing. And then you had Jen Lacey, that it's already been two years, rest in peace to her. And there's so many, and I know sometimes people probably look at the feed that we have and some, you know, I I know we get good feedback on it. We try to remember those, you know, we've got Courtney's, uh, Courtney Hollowell's 10th anniversary, unfortunately, coming up of his passing. And so often, Mike, you know, we want to make sure we pay homage to these people that, you know, were a, a leading force in the scene, people that 
that loved the scene and that did cool things and, and whatnot. And I think we're going to continue to do that. But, you know, I think I stand with everyone, Mike. We don't want to have to do these anniversary posts, you know. As we all start to get a little bit older, I mean, when you're young, you kind of go, ah, whatever, you shrug your shoulders. But, I mean, there's no denying that as we get older, we've seen a lot of, of death in the last year, you know, with people and disease and this and that or whatever, right, whatever your views are on stuff. But, um, you know, we, we try to preach about it all the time, man. You know, live life to the fullest. Um, be as cool as you can to people and uh, just do the right thing. And, and uh, speaking of that, Mike, uh, let's we're going to go ahead and call our homie Sean spreading the love, the big homie Sean Rose, because, dude, Mike, he's doing some a lot of great things. Hey, we made it happen, Mike. Thanks, brother. Sean. Our brother, man. Listen, we hate to have to link up on, under these circumstances, but man, I know you've, um, you know, Mike and I were talking, you know, as we kind of segued in, like all the great things. I mean, we mean that from the bottom of our hearts that you're doing for the scene and for other people. But you know, you seem to have forged a good relationship with Sean or with or with our homie Greg, and you know, it's just such a tragedy that he's gone, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been it's been hard for me ever since, you know, I, I heard the news and it's been hard to focus and, you know, just, you know, trying to let it set in and um, just thinking about what I could do from here for, for his honor and for his family. And, and I know a bunch of people are, you know, doing stickers and, and, and what I want to just tell everybody is it's, it's a reflection of character for, for Greg. And, you know, as a, he's made an impact on so many people's lives. And I think everybody's, everybody's seeing it now and it's pretty heartwarming, but, uh, no, it was, it was very, uh, very eerie to be at, at scraping and not have him there. And for anybody that, that saw the video that I posted, you know, kind of recapping scraping, like they, they all knew that it meant a lot to me for, for Greg to see me actually set up at his event and, you know, I just, I wanted him to see what, what his support was, was able to help build in my life this last year. And yeah, it's, it just sucked not having him there. I know Mike, Mike, you know, we talk so much about what Sean's doing and Mike, you know, you've, you were a force, a leading force going, Hey man, this guy, Sean Rose, dude. And like, when we were out there, I, I forget if it was God, if it was 2020, if it was 20, is maybe 2020, you know, we did a little bit of audio with Sean and he kind of shared his message. But, Mike, I mean, you see what he's doing all the time and it's just such a good thing for the scene, man. You know, I, I talk to Sean and I tell Sean this all the time. And, and I actually want Sean to uh, pretty much recap, um, you know, his conversations with Greg and, and how he brought him to scrape in and, and how he got to, you know, come to scrape in and so on and so forth. And, um, because yeah, I, I mean, I, I met Sean there at scraping the coast. And once again, because of Greg Miller, we get to meet, you know, uh, you know, we meet Sean Rose. And to me, it's almost like one of those guys that I think it was a, a privilege and an honor to be able to meet, uh, Sean Rose and, you know, and now to form, you know, the friendships and the, and the bond that we have. And, um, and, you know, like I said before, you know, it's, it's because of Greg Miller, and but Sean definitely share with us, you know, how that how that was possible and y'all's conversations and and because I know I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Greg tried a couple times to get you over there to scraping the coast. Yeah, and it's it, 
Yeah. It's going to show how naive I am to everybody that's in the mini truck scene. But uh, for for two years straight, Greg would hit me up on on Facebook Messenger. Hey man, I I really like for you to to bring the the love out to scraping, and and he's been trying to do that the last couple of years, just bring out vehicles that people haven't seen, vehicles from from across the country. And he just he kept asking and kept asking, and and where I, where I was at in my life, you know, I really wasn't doing shows. I didn't even wasn't even really getting into the bead rolling yet. And uh, this past scraping where I met you guys. He messaged me again and I, I didn't even know, you know, that Greg was a promoter. So, <laughs> so, so he throws out, he throws out the option of if I get it for sure that you're going to come to the show, I'll put the love on the show shirt. And instantly I thought about the drop of shirt. They did a love for Sarah shirt and the love was on there and it, it outraised money for when Sarah was sick. Mm-hmm. And Sarah never physically saw that shirt. It, it was done like two weeks prior to her passing. Mm. So immediately I'm thinking, I'm like, man, that's, that's cool. But you know, my truck's my truck's already, already been on a shirt. You know, it's, it is what it is. So I thanked him for the opportunity regardless. And it kind of ended that conversation there. Lo and behold, our buddy, Anthony Cobb, I tell him about the conversation only person I told about the conversation and he goes, are you an idiot? And I go, why? He's like, you don't realize how, how much that will help you grow, how much that will help you tell your story about your family and what you're trying to do to help people. He's like, you really should reconsider that. He's like, you need to do this trip, tell your story, mm-hmm. meet people and let, let people know what you're about. So right now, so everybody can hear it. Anthony, thank you for pushing me. Thank you for for helping me make the decision that that changed my life. Yeah, and so we, I, you know, Mike, we, you know, we often talk about like we sometimes. I know I need the push too. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you motivate me and stuff. But you know, we all need that little bit of push. And I think Sean, like you described it well, that like you had a homie that saw that you had this passion. He knew you could do it, and he kind of was like, yo, man seize the moment, you know, kind of like the Eminem song, you only got one shot, as cliche as it may sound, but it was like, dude, you win for it, and like, you've seen that, that, um, I don't want to call it an avalanche, but like, you've got that momentum that's building now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a huge trickle effect, and, you know, I, I reached back out to Greg probably within that week and said, you know what, I, I reconsider if it's still an option, I, I want to do this, and he was so happy that I reached back out, awesome. and, and it was just one of those things to where, you know, like you just said, Jason, it's brought so many people in my life that as soon as I've, I've met them and walked away, I'm like, man, I was supposed to meet them. And, you know, that's, that's you and Mike, that's, you know, people like Jason Bell, mm-hmm. it's just, they're, they're all, you guys are all meant to be in my life and you guys are all, all going to be a part of helping people. And, and that means the world to me, but, uh, you know, as as far as you know, spreading the love and and Greg Miller, man, he he spread the love, right? <laughs> no, he, he did. It's just it's gonna it's gonna be hard for me to say this. The last the last three recipients that we've had, he's he's been pretty much the first person to donate something. 
and you know I'm not afraid to say that he was very generous but it's it's one of those things that it didn't really matter about the amount that he gave but just the message that he carried with it and each time he would say the same thing keep doing what you're doing brother I love you and you know it's just I've, I've told told you know Dave McGaughty there's there's certain people that are in my life if they were to compliment what I'm doing or, you know, give me their opinion on what I'm doing. You know, I, I hold it close to my heart. So for Greg to to support me that much and for that, you know, relationship to grow as well as it did that quickly, you know, I he changed my life and I will always tell everyone that. I will I will tell my son a million times the rest of his life if it wasn't for Greg Miller, this this might not ever happen. And and I'll always be grateful for him. Well, Mike, that's heavy, man. Uh, no, and and but at the same time, it's heavy, but it's the truth, man. That's that's our home, Greg, man. He he, you know, like you had said, the first uh, I'll never forget when I was in uh, when I was running Slamfest, and anytime we did anything as far as auctions or um, raising money or anything, he was always the first to. I got five hundred on it. It was always five hundred. I got five hundred. I got five hundred. I got five hundred. Always, always, always one of the first ones to do it. He was always the first one to help. He was always the first one to anytime I I needed something, um, anytime I asked for advice, anytime I asked for suggestions, he was always right there and was always willing uh, to help any way um, that he could uh, to help me do what I needed to do as far as car shows, um, as far as anything and li- just anything. He was always there. He was always the first one to uh, to uh, to um, joke with me. He's always, you know. So not only was he there to help, but he was also there to to poke fun and, and, and jokes and so on and so forth. And uh, don't be fooled. He's an awesome guy. He was an asshole at times, too. <laughs> and, uh, this let me tell you a true story. All right. Let me tell you a true story. I'm on the phone with him. I'm getting off of work. I'm coming home. I open the door. And this is why I told him he's a complete asshole. I come in and I thought I hung up with him because I opened the door. And my little dog is sitting there and she's wagging her tail and. And I come in and she comes running and she jumps on me and I'm there. Oh, baby. Oh, boo, 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 blah, 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 blah. You know, all that crap. This fucker goes off and records it. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I got a little something for you. I want to share with you. So the next <laughs> to him on the damn phone, he records me. Oh, boo, boo. Oh, baby. I love you. Love you. Come good, daddy. Blah, blah, blah. And he's playing it on me. And I was like, you mother. Effort. I need that sound bite now. <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm telling you. Because. He was the first one that I'd be talking to him. He'd be laying in his, sitting in his <laughs> damn chair, and he's got all his damn dogs on him. And you can hear him, oh, it's okay, baby. It's okay. It'd be freaking thundering and lightning and the dogs, you know, and he's sitting there petting them. And, and I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I got, I got my babies here. I got my babies. And I, I got, I he like, loved oh, those so dogs, can, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he can make fun of me, but, yeah, that fucker was the first one to do the same damn thing. So he recorded me, and he's sitting there playing it. And then every time we we would talk, we would have this conversation. He'd go, all right, Mikey, I'll talk to you later. Good boy. <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Well, you got to love the guy. You, you know, when, when we were on our way to Lone Star Throwdown, I think it was, 2020, we had stopped at his place. We had dinner with him. And when we went to his house, he, you know, of course, I knew he loved the dogs. But, of course, you know, he was there and, you know, the puppies. And, of course, Tammy and Lauren were, were so, you know, they, they knew. And I think he was, at that time, they were going through, they were having a challenge with one of the pups, you know. 
And I tell you what, I had some conversations with him. I mean, he was so concerned over it, you know. And oftentimes I tell people if, you know, someone once told me this, like if a dog, if, if, if like a man's best friend, right, is, as oftentimes they say a dog, right, but his love for animals kind of reinforced like what, what his character was, you know what I mean? And, you know, this is one other thing I wanted to say is, you know, oftentimes, and I have to remind myself that even people that we sometimes maybe don't understand or we don't see eye to eye with, there, there is good in, in everyone, right, in, in my opinion. But something that was that was near and dear to me recently is Richard Donner passed and he directed, you know, The Goonies and all the Lethal Weapon movies and stuff, right, and, and so many movies. But Richard Donner, when it when it came out, you guys know, uh, I don't I don't know. Sean's too young, man. He probably has never seen the Goonies, man. But um, oh, you know, I grew up on the Goonies, oh, man. There, there you go. <laughs> so so Mike, you know you know Chunk, right? So oh. there, there's this whole story we could do a whole podcast on it. But you know that that kid, he went on to like basically that was the only movie he was ever in, right? He never really had any success. But we all know like Chunk was like the character, right? So he he really never landed any other roles. So as he kind of got older, he always kept in contact with Richard Donner, and Richard Donner he recently the the actor recently came out and he was he was given praise to Richard Donner what a caring guy he was and he talked about how he had asked him when he was around seventeen years old to write a, like a, a letter for him to help him get into a college. Well, when he wrote, um, Richard Donner was like, hey, you know, write this letter to me so I can get some background information. Like I need something to kind of go on to write this like character letter. Well, long story short, Richard Donner ended up paying for Chunk, right? As, you know, that's what I call him, to, to go through college. But he never shared that story, right? So the the moral of that is that it's like oftentimes there's people, like even the guy that died from um, Fast and the Furious, the one guy that everybody loved, right? He died in that car crash. There was that story that had came out how he had bought a couple's wedding ring for them. Like they had no idea and he went over there and paid for it, Right. But, like, those stories don't always come to light. And, you know, kind of like what you're sharing, Sean, is is some of those things where, you know, Greg was a big influence in you, uh, you know, on you. But, like, I would remind people all the time, like, just because you see someone on Facebook or you see someone, it, you know, don't take, like Tupac one time said, he said, don't take a piece of my life and judge me on that one whole thing, you know. Uh, you know, right. look at the whole entire thing. And that's the thing, I think, with Greg is, like, he he was so passionate about what he did you know, some people only knew the Facebook Greg, right? But if you went to his shows and and you had that experience, like you did, Sean, you, you know, you got to know the whole the whole Greg Miller story. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things. You know, there there's two things I want to bring up with what we're talking about. the The first thing, you know, as soon as I got to Mini Nats this year, you know, I saw that he was on his way on Facebook, and my my eyes were peeled because. <laughs> You know, me, me and Mike have, have talked about this a lot. You know, I feel a lot of people have told me that, you know, what's happening in my life now, you know, probably would have happened eventually. But with with Greg's involvement and, and him pushing me as much as he has, it's it's been like a, a rocket on the back back of me, you know. And I just I knew he was going to be at Mini Nats, so I, I kept my eyes peeled. I kept looking for him. I actually didn't see him until after the uh, the party that we did again this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a panel in my hand, go figure, put that thing on the ground, went directly to him. I looked at him dead in the face, grabbed his hand. I just, you know, I, I told him straight to his face, you've changed my life, man. And he just, you know, I, I, 
I wouldn't say I caught Greg off guard, but you could see it in his face that, you know, he really appreciated that gesture. And, Amazing. You know, and then, then that's the last time I ever saw him. But I, 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 I would tell anybody now, if, if you feel like, um, you know, if you're grateful for any opportunity or, or a person that's come in your life, make sure that, that you appreciate that. them and, yep. and, and, you know, just show that respect to them because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I, and I agree. Cause if you think about it, Mike, you know, like when Greg texted me and said, Hey, I'll see you next month, you know, that opportunity. And it's hard for me to say that didn't come. And, you know, we hear this a lot, like in the hip hop world, like we're losing all these hip hop artists and you'll hear people say, Hey, give these guys their flowers while they're here. You know, uh, yeah. Snoop recently did that with DMX. Like there's no, uh, secret that DMX had a lot of struggles in his life, right? But people looked up to him. They loved his the energy that this guy had. But Snoop had him on one of the verses several months ago before his passing, and and they said like DMX was so grateful for that. You know, like Snoop is such a like he's at a point, and Mike, this will tie into something I'll share in a little bit. But he's at a point now where like he can he can help like artists. You know, he can bring people back and and do and pull these strings, and that's kind of what Greg was able to do. To a certain extent, you know, he he could see the good in like a Sean Rose and go, hey, come to my event. Okay, hey, you're you're talented, you know, and and maybe just that little push that you need. So the the moral there is, you know, give these guys or give your homies or your friends or people that you look up to, give them their flowers while they're here if you can, like what Sean just said. Right, and and even even you know Chad Luke, he's he's the same way. Even even somebody that beat rolls, he doesn't he's not offended by it. Like he's going to give that person props. He's going to push that person. And, and that's, that's what allows everybody to grow. Oh yeah. But the, uh, the other thing I was going to bring up, which is really, really hard to bring up is when Brittany Mitchell had passed away, I didn't recognize it on my social media as fast. And the last message I ever sent to Greg was what's going on with the Mitchells. I'm, I'm lost. And he told me that Brittany had passed and, and gave me some information and stuff. And uh, the uh, the last message I have from Greg is, I'm tired of seeing all my friends die. Mm. And and just, you know, he people like him, Bill from, from Camp and Drag, they're the type of people that just because they helped you or their, sh- their event helped you, they don't stop caring in those moments, mm-hmm. they, they, they continue to care about those families and those people that they're involved in. And, and just, you know, reading that type of stuff from him and the conversations I've had with, with Bill and, you know, those, those are the people I want to be surrounded by. Those are the people I want my son to be surrounded by. And just, yeah, that's just, that's just who Greg was and real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Mike, you know, it's, it's, it's been great to be able to link up with Sean, you know, Sean, listen, we love what you do. I, I you know, we, you, you helped us a lot at scraping this year, you know, you kind of saved us here trying to help us get all our gear over there. And, and I always appreciate that. You know, you kind of gave me a little bit of insight to some things you're working on. I'd like to have you back on Mike and I would, you know, I see big things in your future. I, I, from a friend to a friend, I see you as a guy that, your um the ceiling for you is just however high you want to take it you know what i mean so i mean that i know sarah is is in your heart you know your son give him a huge shout out before we leave and and just keep doing what you do bro thank you 
I you know, be, before we let you go, um, Sean, and, and um, I know you have a bunch of support in your corner and, you know, with Dave and, and I try to give you as much, um, you know, pep talks and be your cheerleader as well. Um, you know, because like Jason said, uh, dude, the sky is the limit for you, brother. And, and um, the the amount that you've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time is is absolutely amazing. And it, it just it blows my mind how. You can post up a um, a piece, uh, a panel on um, Facebook, Instagram, whichever it might be. And it doesn't even have to be anything related to the show scene at all. And like you had said one time, my DMs have blown up. And it, that just that, that absolutely amazes me. And I, so, like I said before, man, just do it, brother. Uh, don't, you know, you be in control of your future. You be in control of, you know, little, with little E there by your side and you guys can, can go far. But one thing before you do get off here, I want you to tell us a little bit about what you got set up um, after the Spark Show. Um, let the Airhead Nation yes. know what, what you're okay. doing. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. After uh, the Spark Show, I'm actually going to take that following Monday and I will be visiting a high school. Uh, the high school is actually where uh, Jason Bell's wife works, along with Bruce, who reached out to me. He's a uh, welding teacher. He's got three periods, uh, roughly around 50 kids. They actually have my exact speed roller at their school. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take materials, my bead roller. I'm going to set up both bead rollers, and I'm going to teach the kids, uh, whether it's structural panels, uh, art, or interior pieces. I'm going to show them how to do everything. Uh, all the kids are going to go home with a Rose Metalworks hat and T-shirt, thanks to people sponsoring them. They're also going to get a Mitler Brothers catalog to take home. And then uh, just try to make the best of it. You know, I, I hope it's I hope it's the first of many school visits. But uh, I'm very excited to see the kids and, and, and help them grow. So That's fantastic, man. It really is. And you're... Not just, you know, Vic always talks about don't talk about it, be about it. I mean, boom, right there. That's it, my brother. I, I, I so appreciate you, I, man. I appreciate you guys. And like like I've told a lot of people, you know, face-to-face and on social media, I, you two specifically, uh, the support. The support is what, what helps people through, uh, you know, the the hard times and, and, and what they're going through and, and the rough nights, you know, when I got to make multiple panels and, just hasn't been my day. The support is what's getting me through this. And I appreciate from the bottom of my heart, you too, for supporting me from ever since, ever since the day you guys met me. So thank you guys for everything. And thank you guys for letting me talk about Greg today. You got it, man. Say hello to your son for us. And we'll see you soon at the spark show. All right. There you guys. So yeah, Mike, and, 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 you know, I did want to remind folks, um, cause I did just say, you know, obviously the spark show there and, um, for anybody that's going to be in that area, it's the 13th through the 15th. It's in Sevierville, Tennessee, at the Sevierville County Fairgrounds, the Spark Show, on Facebook for more information. But, Mike, something I wanted to kind of share, I had talked to – I mean, well, let, let me start here. So, dude, just what a good guy, man. It truly is, Mike. Uh, hands down, man. Wanna, like, you know, like I said earlier – um, and that's an, an absolute privilege and honor um, to get to know him and, um, you know, to be able to become friends with him and, uh, to, you know, to have him uh, and, you know, to be, you know, be friends and uh, just a great guy, all around great guy. 
Yeah, and I've got a few more thoughts I want to talk about, and then what we're going to do is we should be able to link up with Sean Randall. He was, as you know, Mike, ultra super close to Greg, and then we're even going to try to get Egg Roll Man uh, maybe on as well. But listen, we're talking about Greg Miller, obviously gone, but not forgotten. Uh, We've started the hashtag RIP Greg Miller. If you have any photos or good memories, uh, please post them, hashtag it, RIP Greg Miller, so we can go and look at some of those and highlight those as time goes on. But Mike, something that I talked to the homie Josh Ellis about back in April, I've always had this vision, and I think maybe Greg is pushing me now to, to make it happen. But one of the things, obviously, you know, we've kind of, we've heard, you know, Dustin Hale even said it earlier, and I said, hey, this is going to tie into something I'm going to share. But when you think about, you know, there many of you, as I'm kind of talking here, something's going to pop in your head, right? But there's, you know, I want to challenge everyone out there, Mike, like your friends, uh, you know, peeps in the scene. I mean, you, Mike, hell, even me, you name it. This is for everyone. And I believe it's for the greater good of the scene we all love. Now, this also goes to people that came before us, right? I mean, we love the scene um, and those that are going to help hopefully carry it on to the next generation. You know, this goes for everything. But, you know, when, I, when I've been thinking back to April, as I mentioned, we were at Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, a.k.a. Mini Nats, one of our favorite shows every April in Maggie Valley. And in my head... You know, I was going through this, like, how can we do something good for the scene? And we've heard a little bit of this tonight, but, you know, maybe there's one person in the scene that you don't see eye to eye with. Maybe that person has pissed you off for whatever reason. Maybe it's legit, or maybe it was just, you know, they they rubbed you the wrong way for whatever reason. Uh, You know, figure out in your head who that person is. Many of you already know as I'm speaking this, you know, maybe it's real beef that you have with someone. Maybe it's over some past bullshit that you wish had never happened. But I'd like for you to hit that person up. I mean, hell, in person is even better if you can. And bury that hatchet with them. You know, maybe even say something like, hey, listen, you know, we, you know, some of us, and I got this kind of talking to, from, you know, to Josh um, earlier in the year. You know, it, it could be someone that you're, you know you're not going to be friends with, you know. You know, you don't even have to maybe be friends or like them for who they are. But, you know, I, I would really want to see people, Mike, just let bygones be bygones. I mean, Snoop even did that with Suge. You know, he even made a song, Let Bygones Be Bygones, and these guys fought over money and contracts and, I mean, homies dying. I mean, that's a true beef right there, right? And they, Snoop was even able to go, let bygones be bygones, right? Now, if you want to take it a step further, Josh and I talked about this. Take a selfie with that person. Post it on Instagram. Post it on Facebook. And hashtag it OLP beef. It's simple. OLP beef. Bury the beef. doesn't matter what it's over. If it's something that you really feel that you can just reconcile and just, hey, shake hands with the person. Uh, if you'd rather not share, Mike, hey, that's fine as well. Now, I know I've got, you know, I've got some things too that I want to put in my rear view. You know, and I do believe, Mike, it's for the betterment of each of us. You know, just move on from the bullshit. Uh, be the best you can be. Let's move the scene forward. I spoke to Greg at a lot of shows, uh, including Relaxing in the Park, St. Louis, uh, back in 2019. We spoke for over an hour about so many great things and his visions. And, uh, you know, he's kind of pushing me 
now to go, hey, you know what? Just move past the bullshit. You know, remember, anytime you're successful, you're always going to have shit that happens. You're going to have people that maybe don't like you. But Greg knew in his heart that doing things for the scene and, 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 and doing things like Sean Rose talked about, you know, to support the scene and to support those that supported the scene, you know, Mike, that was for the greater good. You know what I mean? So I challenge everyone, even if you don't want to share it, or maybe you do, maybe you're going to shake hands with someone and say, hey, listen, we're not going to see eye to eye. I got no problem with you. Don't have a problem with me. Let's move ahead. Let's build off of that Lone Star Throwdown message. Courtney would have wanted that, right, Mike? All these OGs that are no longer with us, they would have, I'm sure, appreciated it. So, I mean, what do you say, Mike? Uh, no, I think you absolutely nailed nailed it. And um, obviously, there is uh, me and um, Sean Randall were having this conversation earlier when we when we talked, and uh, not saying that we got to be friends. Um, with whoever it is that you need to, to hash out that uh, at issue with. Uh, but obviously, like you said, let bygones be bygones and, uh, and just move forward. Um, you know, hey, just be cordial and, and, uh, and, you know, to say hellos, not saying you have to go have dinner with this person, uh, fucking go over to the house and hang out and blah, blah, blah. But just, uh, just hash it out and, and, and move forward. Yeah, because you don't want to have just like what Sean said, what, what what Sean Rose said. It's like, hey, you know, you don't want to have situations that you know that that could have been resolved. You know, let these people have their flowers while they're here, if they're a good homie or they've done good things for the scene. And uh, you know, again, I think it's for the betterment of the scene. And I'm telling you, if just one of us or ten of us or a hundred of us can do that. It's going to make the scene stronger. And I know there's some beefs on the West Coast, man. That I mean, dude, are like the Hatfields and fucking McCoys. You know what I mean? And, Mike, I'm not saying we're ever going to be able to bury all those, but there's a lot of bullshit that we always hear. I mean, hell, this kid the other day got killed because I, I don't know if it was him or his friend disrespected the Nipsey Hussle mural. They, they spray painted or something over it. And the kid was on IG Live, and they killed him. Now, wow. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't go and you know you should disrespect that kind of stuff i think that's the younger generation trying to be in my opinion trying to go viral and be cool and i look at it and say dude that is like the the worst thing you can do you know what i mean you shouldn't go to ogs and say fuck you or disrespect them i mean it's just not the right thing but at the same time there were other comments that i had read that said hey when are these people you know in this this certain genre of like hip hop or certain areas or gangs of when are they going to stop killing each other over something that's like okay you spray painted something right do i think it was super disrespectful obviously absolutely it's just like if you get pulled over for a speeding ticket if you follow the rules you shouldn't get killed right i mean nobody should get killed over you know a moving violation or something or something that's like okay your blinkers out you know now listen don't do anything stupid you know, try to do the best you can and, and interact with people. But I think we all have something to learn from it is that we just let, – let, let's not let things fester and get out of hand for stupid things. And this isn't even, you know, specific to Greg. This is just Greg kind of pushing me and saying, hey, Jay, do it for the greater of the scene. So that's my story. No, and I definitely um, appreciate the message and, and uh, you know, thank you for, you know, putting that out there because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's it's well noted and, and you, you know, with us and other people, 
uh, that there are beefs and that there's issues and, and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, like you had said, uh, next time I see, um, uh, you know, person, I will make sure I, I will be the, the bigger man and, and I will make sure that uh, uh, my hands extended and, um, and, and uh, we'll hash out whatever differences we have. Yeah, let's do it for the homie Greg because, you know, he would appreciate the scene coming together. I mean, next year's STC Scraping the Coast 2020 or 2022, which is the 20th anniversary. You know, there's so many good things going in the scene. I mean, the homie out west, Mike, at Mini Truck Showdown, you know, he's on the rise. And you see LST is continuing to build. And you got, like, the Spark Show and Sparks in the Park. And, you know, all these awesome shows, Southern Tradition just went down. You know, there, there, there's tons of things coming next year. There's NC. We're getting ready to highlight a lot of negative camber. Good guys. You know, Josh has been helping us. Ruben's been helping. We're going to be highlighting them. They're going to be celebrating their 30th anniversary. Let's build upon the success of RA's 30th, ST's 30th, NC's 30th. You know, pave the way for the OGs. Let's continue to respect them. But let's also let's raise the youngins as best we can. You know what I mean? Because uh, I know some of us listen to hip hop these days, and we kind of scratch our head and go, "Dude, this is kind of some weird shit." Regardless, you know, I'm sure people thought we were freaking weird in the '80s and '90s. You know what I mean? Listen, to my dad was like, "Wu Tang Clan, what the fuck is this, man? What <laughs> what am I raising here?" So, but you know, we turned out fine, right? So we know that that's going to happen, but. You know, Mike, we've. Uh, I'm hoping you know we'll be able to transition here into some audio with Sean Rose and and even maybe Egg Roll Hut man. But you know, Greg was a great guy, dude. He really was, and and I've really had to hold hold back a lot of emotions on this one. Uh, I've been thinking about him a lot for the past five or six weeks, and um, you know, he's just a good dude, man. Uh, no, he absolutely was, and it's a shame that um, uh, you know, a bunch of people didn't get to know uh, that side of him. Um, you know, it's just like me and, um, me and Shannon had talked, you know, obviously talked, we had a lot of time in the truck driving back and just, you know, reminiscing about all the times and all the dinners and, and, uh, you know, the phone calls and, and all the guidance and all the help, um, that, you know, he, he was always there, uh, you know, for me, um, with, you know, for my questions and, and, um, as far as, you know, like with the shows and he always came and supported uh, supported us when we, you know, when we did our shows and, you know, shit, like we, me and you had talked about before, he was the first one, uh, to support us when we started this podcast uh, since day one. And, um, and he stayed on, you know, with us the whole time. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, we have a lot to thank know, him for. Yeah. Gave us guidance and, and, uh, you know, was never afraid to say, Hey, you guys fucked up. Hey, you guys- <laughs> do this or hey you should try this or do that or you know whatever so you know for that definitely want to thank him and and uh you know like we you know we always said he's gone but he definitely will never be forgotten that's for damn sure um you know and that brings up a thought that uh uh dave uh, magotti has got those um skate decks the tito skate decks uh, i believe it's the 10th anniversary if i'm not mistaken um and they're doing those skate decks so if you guys are, you know, on social media, check out those skate decks that they're doing because they are they are badass and uh, go out support because all those funds will go um, to the um, uh, the scholarship fund um, that you know Dave uh, supports and is very passionate about. Uh, so definitely check that out and, and you know support what Dave is uh, is doing over there and you know of course that helps out. You know Maggie is his mother, uh, Tito's mom is is uh, you know has got that scholarship fund. 
And uh, so all the stuff that Dave sells is all for, you know, all those uh, goes towards that uh, that scholarship fund. So definitely check it out. And uh, you got any information on that, Jay? Well, it's it's ironic that you ask uh, because next week, if all works out, we're going to do uh, a tribute for Courtney and Courtney Hollowell, of course, the 10th anniversary, as you mentioned. But we're, we are going to try to link up with David and potentially have Mrs. Hollowell come back on for um, another kind of update, right? So we had her on early in the days. But, Mike, I mean, you nailed it. It's just another guy out there that is 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 just, you know, like what Vic always says, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. Dude, Decor or uh, David McGaughty is, is he's literally – uh, forging a path for the greater good, man. And he's already been doing it, man. So he's a guy I look up to, man, straight up and down. Absolutely. And that's another one of those guys that we were talking about that, you know, we need uh, to, uh, you know, to make sure that we put out there and not saying that he needs it or he wants it, uh, but definitely let him know that we appreciate everything that he does for the scene and, um, you know, keeping that uh, Tito's memory alive for sure. Yeah, 1,000%. And, you know, this episode, for anybody that is new as a listener, we obviously wanted to take our time to salute our friend, a loved one by many of you, beloved in the scene, uh, loved by many, I guess hated by a few, right? It's kind of a saying that, um, and, I, and I mean that all jokingly, Greg would always joke when I would say that, he would laugh. But, you know, we wanted to take the time to do this, obviously a little bit different of, of a format for us. Uh, as we mentioned, we are going to try to touch base if all goes well with Sean Randall, one of his close homies, and then also uh, with Egg Roll. Mike, dude, it's it's been good just kind of refreshing to step out here a little bit from our comfort zone and talk about some things that you know maybe aren't so easy to talk about. But uh, you know, Dustin Hale, thanks for the time. Sean Rose, uh, Rose Metalworks, and uh, you know we'll see what else we can kind of pick up here, but. Uh, I guess in closing, we've got a lot of good episodes. Uh, Josh has been helping us a lot, as Ruben has. Got like the next five or six all storyboarded out. There's going to be a lot of good stuff. Some unbelievable guests. Some really cool stories. I mean, some stuff that you guys have forgotten about that's just going to be like, boom. Some's going to tie into Crew Cut. Some's going to tie into some OG NC stuff. So, But, uh, Mike, it's always a pleasure, man. And, and I know you're looking forward to your show next January. Bro, I can't wait and just want to definitely give a shout out to everybody and appreciate all the support. And, um, you know, we actually just got up to 64 registrations, uh, pre-registrations. And, uh, guys, if you haven't done it yet, um, just hit up, you know, www.eastboundgetdownshow.com. Um, that's the website. And, uh, you know, get those pre-registrations in. The first 250 pre-registrations are going to get a pre-registration shirt, a pre-registration keychain. Well, I say pre-registration. These are only going to be given away um, during the pre-registration. They're not going to make any, I'm not making any more, um, uh, but you will get a shirt, you'll get a keychain, you'll get some stickers and you'll get a koozie um, for pre-registering for Eastbound Get Down. So definitely check it out, eastboundgetdownshow.com and get those pre-registrations in. Um, Appreciate everybody that's done it so far. And like I said, we're up to 64 uh, so we're doing pretty well and uh, look forward to putting on, you know, John and myself and the girls. We look look forward to putting on a, a, a you know, a good show for everybody to come out, hang out and enjoy. So uh, check it, you know, check it out and, and get pre-registered and let's get ready to have a damn good time. 
yeah, you saw the homie uh, Simmons Paint is already pre-registered. I think I saw him comment. Uh, Roxy and and and, and uh, you know Simmons Paint they're going to be coming out the big homies, so that's good stuff. Um, yes, to all of Greg's friends and family, we mourn with you. You know Greg was a great dude, and I would also say to Greg's business partners, you know guys, you know you guys know you were a big part. Um, I give much love to the entire Custom Car Show production family. Uh, I don't know, you know how all of that was perfectly, you know, how all that was kind of structured. But I do know that like anytime, uh, we went to a show like Lone Star Throwdown with the fam, they always treated us like family. And we, we really appreciate that. Uh, Greg did a lot for us. You guys it, collectively as a team did and uh, custom car show productions will continue to be, you know, part of the OLP fam. So, uh, much love and respect to you guys. And, uh, we'll see what other audio we're going to pick up for this episode. Two forty five working on the next four or five or six episodes as we keep the pedal stomped into the rest of 2021. Stay safe, be well out there, everyone, and live life to the fullest because you just never know when it's going to end. That's all I got, Mike. Hey, Airhead Nation, with that being said, we on to the next one. Hey, so we just kind of finished there. We said on to the next one. We're going to see what audio we can pick up and bake in. We get a lot of good feedback when we mix the episodes up like this. And again, with this episode, we're paying homage to our brother, Greg Miller. We got Josh Ellis. Josh, dude, you you would go out to the Custom Car Show production events and you'd, you'd wild out. You'd get, you'd get wild out. And Greg loved always seeing you out there, brother. Yeah, Greg... Uh... Greg loved, uh, he liked to be wild, man. A lot of, I mean, you can get him crazy, get him riled up, but yeah, Greg's <laughs> a real good man. I'm, I mean, it's, it, I think you and I were talking earlier this week, but you know, life, life is precious, man. It's short. You shared a story with me or via text that you, you shared with me, man. And that kind of hit home and it, it makes you, uh, think about things a little differently. I mean, I try to stay positive and keep the positive vibe, but it's, you know, it, it's on my mind heavy. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, it was funny because um, he, you know, we're kind of telling some funny stories with this one a little bit. And one of the things I thought was cool is, you know, obviously you and I are big hip hop fans. But, you know, when you started calling Greg the little nickname you had for him, it always kind of made him laugh, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I call him Suge Miller because he, you know, he's running the game, man. The car, car show productions and has said uh, probably some of the baddest shows in the country. And they're what almost two decades strong, uh, but yeah, he was a good guy, man. Um, he synced up to me. He was, I know when he had the Mazda, he had a bunch of. He bought. I think he went and hoarded everything nineties <laughs> on the internet. So he had stockpiles of everything. So he shot me a message and asked me if I was interested in an Alpine deck pull up. I picked that up from OBI this year, and then you know the kind of the moments with Greg is the first time uh, I went to Mike's show. After was it after hours, right? After dark. Yeah, after, after dark. And uh, Greg gave me. Uh, I think I want best to show, but he gave me free entry to scraping in the coast, and I ended up having to work things, so I missed it. Which you know, I kind of I regret that still to this day. But I like to have the look of kills inside inside. But by him giving me that, and we stay close, and you know, sometimes uh, we disagree on some things, sometimes we agree. 
every show, he was a cool stand-up guy, man. And the biggest thing with him, I think, is his heart. That he, he would do anything for anybody if he can make it happen. He would do it. If he can't make it happen, he would try. Yeah, well, I appreciate the good word, man. You know, we wanted to check in with a few people like yourself, and I know you're kind of out and about doing your thing, but, you know, I appreciate your friendship, and, um, you know, thanks, and anything else you want to say, brother? No, nah, just, man, they just don't take life for granted, man. If you got enemies, squash squash the beef, and people you ain't talked to in a long time for either a good reason or a stupid reason. Shoot them a text, man. Close the gap. You don't have to be friends. You don't have to bash each other, but close the gap. Squash the beef and move on. Well, well, in closing with you, man, um, I shared with Mike earlier something you and I talked about back in April, the vision that I had, and you've already taken steps to, 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 to you know, to, to squash some beefs, right? Or, or maybe just shake hands or say, hey, look, man, I don't have a problem with you. And you had given me some ideas and feedback, and I baked some of that in to what um, the message that I had sent. But, you know, I told people, look, OLP, use the hashtag OLP beef. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a positive way, like what you did. Um, you know, we don't have to share names or anything, but, you know, you went out, you slapped hands with the homie and said, hey, look, man, we may not see eye to eye. I got no problem with you. Hopefully you got no problem with me. And the person, I think, really appreciated that. Yeah, I actually did it twice this year, both at two different shows, one in, uh, one close to me and one really far from me. And you know, I wouldn't call it beef. This, I think, you know, sometimes wires get crossed. Misunderstanding. The story gets, yeah, it's just... But, you know, instead of bashing somebody or giving them a cold shoulder and not looking their way, man, just shake their hand and move on. I mean, they're human, you're human, and life's too short to you have, have grudges, man. Just yeah, and like, I, like I told Mike earlier, if if Snoop can forgive Suge for a lot of the bullshit they went through with contracts and money, and, I mean, even homies getting killed, you know, Snoop did the song Let Bygones Be Bygones, you know? It's like, listen, none of us are walking around or gangsters, right? I know Mike Murray kind of thinks he is, but... In all seriousness, you know, let's let's do what I said earlier was for the greater good of the scene. And Greg is kind of pushing me uh, posthumously into, hey, let's do this. It, it's the right thing. So yeah, and let's all the, all the show promoters out there keep the keep the tr- southern tradition going and save a spot for Greg at your show, man. That'd be cool. Yeah, real deal. Well, listen, it's always good linking up, man. Let me get the keys to the OBS on the rise when we get a chance. And I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna swerve swerve is what I meant to say. I'm gonna swerve in the time capsule. So I appreciate you, Josh. All right, man. You guys be safe, stay positive. Yeah. We out. On to the next one, y'all. Yo, yo. So we basically wrapped. Mike and I wrapped up. Our segment, you heard that. And uh, again, much love to Greg, his awesome partners that he's had over the years. He's worked with a lot of different show promoters, including his team that uh, puts on Scraping the Coast, really good uh, kinfolk. And of course, other shows like Orange Beach Invasion, Bayou Showdown, After Hours. Now, I did want to mention, um, I know kind of the beginning of this episode was, you know, a little bit of a you know, kind of a hodgepodge you heard at the top by you showdown, which was pre-recorded. But um, I did roll in with a segment that was a couple of minutes. And that piece, I wanted to thank Ed Eister. He had hit me up on Facebook and said, hey, man, I know you're probably working on something for Greg. I went back and listened to the episode before Orange Beach Invasion where you guys were promoing OBI. And at this mark, around an hour and 38-minute mark, there was the piece, and I shared that 
that you heard at the top, and that was kind of Greg talking about some of his other visions for different vehicles and his wife being on board and, and just the excitement that he had. You could tell his his ears were perked up, and he was um, you know smiling, talking about the different vehicles. But there was a key thing towards the end of that segment before we rolled into our principal audio where he talked about, hey, as long as, you know, God, Lord willing, that I've got the time left to be able to do all these things. And that was recorded just four months ago. You can see how quick life changes. Now, with that being said, I am going to reach out to the homie Egg Roll, as we call him. I talked to him a little bit earlier this week. He's a great guy. You're going to see him at a lot of different shows. And um, always enjoy uh, linking up with uh, Sherwin. He's a good dude. And uh, let's see if we can get him on the phone. Call Egg Roll. All right. Well, we got Egg Roll, man. Thanks for taking some time, dude. Um, listen, I know we're all kind of mourning our friend, uh, Greg Miller. And I just wanted to say thanks, man, for taking a few minutes, brother. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Now, listen, you know, Mike had mentioned earlier in the podcast that, you know, obviously I didn't realize there was a lot of history. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, anything you want to say about Greg, but I mean, you guys go back, man, you know, two plus decades. Yeah. Um, well, me and Greg went to the same high school and, uh, of course he's two years older than me, but we went to the same high school, um, you know, to this day where they live now, we're only five to seven minutes away from each other. Uh, we always supported each other. Uh, he always helped me in everything in part of my life, pretty much. But we actually got down together when, um, before Scraping the Coast, he were doing uh, shows at uh, local shows at like uh, a local shop called Soundwave. And he was doing these Willie shows, and uh, and that's where I, you know, pretty much met him. And that's when I had my first show car, was, which is a 2001 Honda Civic. But uh, it was, from there, it just hit on, bro. You know, after that, I mean, as far as that, for after that, you know, um, when he started, uh, we got together and doing other shows. He would ask for help and help him with uh, old school shows like Pandemonium, uh, Sick Nick when they first started, uh, even before BJ, uh, BJ Mills. But uh, when it came Auto Graw and stuff like that, yeah, I would help him with uh, passing out flyers, judging vehicles. Um, Greg was always there to help anyone in need. Even help because he loved dogs so much. He would uh, do local shows, uh, helping out Humane Society with uh, of Mississippi. Wow. So he would do local shows for Randy Richardson. Will do judging. I will help as much as I can with Tammy. You know, and uh, one of the most important things before car shows is that Greg has been there when I went throughout my divorces. Yes, I've been married three times. Oh, wow, egg roll. And he's been there. Yeah. He's been there with, when I was down and out, Greg was there. He, him and Tammy and Lauren was there to boost me up. They would take me by his side and take me to shows. They will keep my mind busy. 
So he would take me under his wing and, you know, so he can help me mentally, which he did. He was there when both of my kids were born. Wow. He was there. Him and Tammy was there at the hospital when my <laughs> kids were born in 2001 and 2010. Now, now, my, now, Mike, real quick, but Mike told me he always wanted you to come because he wanted you to make the egg rolls. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, and I'll tell you about that, too. I mean, I mean, when we started in 2015, you know, um, you know, first and foremost is that when Michelle, when we got together, when I first brought Michelle into my life, I wanted Lauren, Tammy, and Greg to meet her. So we went to a dinner at Beach Boulevard, right by Allen Butte, and um, and they met Michelle for the first time. And then you know when Michelle decided to do the egg rolling hut at the shows, Greg wanted us to cook at his first show for Slamber Party. So Slamber Party was our first car show, 2015. For egg rolling hut. Oh wow! And ever since then, ever since then, he invited us to all the shows he did, as far as Sicknick, um, you name it, scraping. I mean, it's it's been a whirlwind, but Greg has always been there for me and my family because when Michelle had her when Michelle had her heart attack, and actually in 2016 she uh greg had did a benefit show for me and her to raise money for michelle when she had her heart attack mm. so i'm talking about this guy right here greg miller man there's nobody like him man that's the home he has helped and touch yes he has touched not only my life but so many people in the car scene but not even just the car scene it's just local people and just anyone in need he will give his heart out he gives his shirt off his back and that's pretty much condensed <laughs> but yeah he's doing more but well i mean for me that's crazy yeah and when mike and i you know talked about it and stuff i mentioned earlier that it, it was ref it was a it was a good feeling to see how much love that he got you know and I talked about it a little bit earlier in the oh, podcast. God. You know, let's give let's give our homies like I, I know you always gave them a lot of love. Let's give them you know yeah. their flowers and their love while they're here. And I want people to continue to do that going forward. And you know, it's good that we can sit here and recognize the homie Greg for all that he did good. And it was I know when you and I talked earlier in the week, we you know you had mentioned that you didn't really had an opportunity to go on Facebook and really say anything, but you know you saw all the love right. and it was real. All these people from east to west that were saying oh, rest yeah. in peace dude and it made me feel good that yeah. that greg really like you said man like you're this is one story you're telling us or a couple stories but like he literally did a lot for a, a good amount of people in the scene for the greater good of it yes a lot i mean and it, he didn't hesitate as soon as someone would say and they needed a car show to raise money he was there if he couldn't go even though he was doing a show he would make the trophies for that show for those who needed that he would because that's what he did he would make trophies also i don't know yes. if you knew that but he made trophies for baseball teams soccer teams for 
for different local events, but he would do it for different car shows. He would make plaques for different car shows and stuff like that, you know, and, and as far as toys for tots, he supported, you know, my car club, you know, with toys for tots every year to give so many bikes and, and toys. He will fill up his bed of his truck, even his trailer and he'll show up at the spot and, it would just unload because he would just give and give, man. Because he knew that he received so much from Lord, from the good Lord, he just wants to give back. I love it, man. Because he knew that he had a chance to give back. And ever since he had that chance, many chances, he would do that for many people. Yeah, and that's that's something that I think is important. And, and I hit on a little bit when, you know, Greg and maybe not everyone knew all these stories or they didn't know all this about him but he he had such a vision to go hey if I invest in this scene if I invest in these good people yeah. or I can push egg roll to come out and come boom he's a vendor now I got some food here you know Sean Rose they they started to uh, forge their relationship you know all of that is so monumental in this movement I'll call it that that he had and for yeah. STC to be hitting almost 20. But like you said, uh, you mentioned yeah. the name earlier and I, and I have talked to Greg about this before, but the Whitley days, I mean, that goes back to the nineties. Yes. So, oh yeah. It's big back stuff. Back in the day. If you guys didn't know, you know, Greg was part of a, a truck, mini truck club called innovative trends. It was him, Eric, uh, miles and you know, they had mini trucks, man, old school, mini trucks, snug tops, had a bunch of 15s and 12s <laughs> and everything. Right. That's why it's bad. I mean, this group was so big on the coast. I mean, they made an impact, but by the time I got my car ready, they already disbanded, mm-hmm. you know, but I've tried so hard to get in that club, but wow. they kind of disbanded, but it's okay. That gave me inspiration. Yes. When I first sent the scrape on the coast, you know, I remember before it was at the Coliseum, it was at the sports complex on the soccer and baseball field. And where they had at least 300 cars there, you know, and I first went there. And when I first saw my first Maximo and Hydros, I said, man, I got to bag my Civic. So from then on, the next year, I bagged my Civic, and then Greg says, hey, man, I got some stuff if you want to put stuff in your Civic. And then he first sold me bazooka tubes that looked like nitrous bottles that he was going to put in Lauren's Honda Accord, 1996 Honda Accord, Uh which was pink. And then he sold those to me, and I still have those bazooka tubes in my car to this day. Wow. Dude, you're a, you're so more of an old school equipment. fiend than he is. Than he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, my my Civic got during Fast and the Furious. I have the original stuff. I haven't changed my car in 19 years. Damn, well, it's all coming back, I mean, I, homie. You're set to go already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have what's called what people say the mini truck and import mm-hmm, because right. the next next time I paint my Civic, which is hopefully soon i'm gonna do an old school mini truck paint job on it so nice that's my and i'm gonna dedicate that to greg even though it's my daughter's car 
she loved Greg too, you know. Mr. Greg so was my son. Mr. Greg Miller, Touch I hear children you. Children's heart, bro. <laughs> yeah, he did. Now we're getting we're getting ready to talk to um, Sean Randall here in just a couple minutes. But you know, before we wrap it up, listen, yeah. man. You know, you've shared some some good stuff with us, and you know, Mike said you 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 know he got a chance to talk to you at the funeral and stuff. And it's unfortunate that we're having to even do this episode for our homie who we miss. But uh, yeah. you know, in closing, yeah. why don't you just tell us like what are you going to miss the most about your homie Greg? All of our homie Greg, or, you know, all of our homies. Oh my gosh. What I'm going to miss the most is going to his house and seeing the work he has done on Sam and, and the, the work he has done on that, on that C10, bro. I mean, I will go over, I miss the talks before every show. <laughs> I miss the talks with him because every scraping, the week before scraping, I will always call him and pray for him, him and his family to have a, a blessed show. Mm-hmm. And it's a routine. It's a routine every year because I know it's a busy time, but I miss the talks. I miss the texts, but I miss going out with them, having dinner, going over, having a good time, eating crawfish, just spending that one-on-one time with him and just talk about mini trucks and car shows in the future, telling me how to get a mini Nats without going through the mountains. <laughs> stuff like that. That's what I miss about my homies. Him and then supporting me about Egg and Hut. He's been there from day one. Day brother. one, bro. Day yeah. one. Yep. Amen, brother. Listen, if you guys are at yep. a show, I, I want to say this. If you're at a show, yes, sir. you go and you see the homie, um, you know, Egg Roll, Egg Roll and Hut, as you mentioned, and it's technically your name is uh, Sherwin... Augustin, 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 yes, right? It's it. just easier. We just call you Egg Roll. You know, I mean, that's your name, and that's uh, right. That that's your legal name in my that's mind. Right. But listen, I know Greg yeah. was near and dear to your heart. His family was as well. And I tell you, man, I I got a big smile listening to what you had to say. It means a lot. Let's get you back Thanks. on and listen. I can't wait to link up again. I want some more of them them steak beef rolls or whatever the hell was in them. <laughs> yeah, man. We got mini egg rolls. I just made a new one called Jambalaya Egg Roll. It's a Jambalaya Egg Roll, some South, some South Louisiana stuff that I made myself. I created. My man. You know, to put in a roll. So it has a little heat to it, but it's good. But well, I'm going to miss my homie. Yeah. And cool. we miss him very much. And thank you, Jason, for having me on the show. Yeah, you're a good dude, man. If you guys are into... If you're going to be drinking a beer this weekend, pour pour a little out, you know, that Fody yeah. and do a little bit for the big homie Greg Miller. So, Egg Roll Hut, we'll be in touch yeah. with you, brother. Be good. Thank you very much, man. I sure appreciate it. Oh, and we're going to uh, Mike Murray's show. Eastbound, get down. Get down. That's it. Get yeah. down. Hey, we're going to be there. <laughs> dude, I'm going to be stocking up. I'm bringing a cooler, dog, to, to load up. The okay, man. You know I mean? That's okay. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Yo, so, man, I had just a, a, an awesome smile on my face thinking about Greg while Egg Roll was talking. He's a good dude. I learned some stuff about him I did not know. I didn't know that his roots go that deep in the scene. If you're at a show, as I mentioned, try to go by, support the homie. Him and his old lady are out there. I think she's younger than he is, and they're always doing the dang thing. 
think the last time I bought stuff from them was at Sparks in the Park uh, Florida show. The Decorvers, they put that one on every April up in the Panhandle. It's a damn good time. And, man, I was so hungry. was feeling a little hungry, so I had to go get some egg rolls. But, again, the lineage there, to use one of Ronnie's words from C10 Talk, is that the, the, the web is deep from Greg Miller. And as you heard, it, it expands over to the big homie egg roll. Now, uh, I'm getting ready to call Sean Randall the big homie. And, um, you know, Sean arguably, in my mind, is, is one of the closest guys to him the last four or five years, maybe even much longer. And uh, always appreciate uh, Sean Randall for what he does. And um, let's just go ahead and jump on. Now, I do want to let everyone know um, we got a show that's quickly approaching, and I just wanted to let um, folks know that uh, July 28th through August 1st, up in Medford, Oregon, we've posted about this show. Ron talked about it. This is Relaxing in the Northwest, also known as The Awakening. And if you got a chance, go out on Instagram, look up Relaxing in the NW or Relaxing in the NW, The Awakening on Facebook. Uh, it's going down. It's a camping-style show, but there's other uh, things that are going on. And I just want to mention that because we're getting closer to the mid. Actually, we're past the midway mark of July. So I'm still undecided if I'm going to be able to officially make it. Um, just got some things going on here that we had planned that I had forgotten about. But uh, if you can, get out there, support them. The event was canceled last year because of COVID, but uh, relaxing in the Northwest. Let's go ahead and call our homie, Sean Randall. What's up, my man? Hey, not much, Sean. I appreciate um, uh, you taking a little bit of time, homie. Yeah, brother. Not a problem. Um, so listen, l- last night, Mike and I, we had recorded some, and we talked a lot about you know our friend Greg. I know you were very close with him. And mm-hmm. um, you know we, talk, we got a chance to hear from Dustin uh, Sideshow, uh, Sean Rose. Uh, I talked to Egg Roll a little bit. And you know I just wanted to say, man, I'm sorry for the loss of, of, of all of our homies, but one of your really, really good friends. I appreciate it, my man, for sure. Yeah, it's no problem. And, you know, we wanted to extend out to you. You know, you're a friend of the podcast, your family, rather. And, you know, when you think of Greg and you think of the legacy that he left behind, I mean, it's a big one. But, um, you know, any any memories that you wanted to share or anything that you wanted to say out to everyone, all the listeners? Uh, it's uh, definitely unexpected. You know, even though, I mean, even though he's in the hospital for as long as he was, we still thought that, oh, hell, he's going to come out of it. You know what I mean? But, uh, but he didn't, so... I know. I know. And, and you, like when you started to become like, because it seemed like, I mean, obviously I've been knowing you guys now five, six, seven years. I mean, I went to scraping with Vic back in, forget if it was like 2013, 2014, uh, was the first year I went, but, uh, how did you meet Greg? So I met him in the, uh, Whitley shows back Ah. in like the nineties. Oh, Um, wow. Okay. It does go back that far. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we now we wasn't good friends uh, until you know the past you know seven eight years or so. But uh, but we've known each other since uh, since back then. He used to do a bunch of uh, uh, Whitley shows and crank it up shows and stuff like that, stereo shows. And uh, he he done quite a few of them, like around Mobile and Gulfport, Biloxi area. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a bunch of crank it ups over in New Orleans um, and stuff like that back in the day. And and of course, all of my stuff was. Where I run into him at was whenever he done them here. He done like uh, it was a Circuit City here in Mobile that he done it at, um, and a couple of stereo shops that he would uh, do stuff at or whatever. And that's how I met him was back then. So known him a long time, but we just hadn't uh, like I said, we've been friends um, 
so I'd actually gotten out of the scene for a little while and, uh, you know, just had life, you know what I'm saying? Oh, kids. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I got back in. And then when I got back in, uh, one of our first shows we went to was actually scraping like, what was that? 2012, huh, Kristen? Yeah. So like 2012 is where I kind of got back into it. Um, and we went back to scraping in 12 and then, uh, either 11 or 12, somewhere in that area. Um, and then Greg and I, of course, linked up again and then, you know, we just we hung out ever since. So, yeah, and one of the things I always noticed was that, like when when I went to his house, you know, he loved dogs. We all know that. I mean, he posted about it. And when Egg Roll, uh, I just did some audio with him that the listeners just heard. And with him, it, it, what was crazy is he was talking about how far. I mean, they went back. They went to the same high school. Now, they I don't think they were friends in high school, but he knew him from that area. But uh, you know, Greg loved his dogs, didn't he? And he loved car shows. That's two things I know. Oh yeah, yeah, he loved them dogs. Them dogs was his kids. <laughs> uh, in fact, in the obituary, uh, you know, it's got his dogs, uh, Lauren and Tammy, listed as dogs as you know their kids and grandkids. Um, and that's literally the way Miller. I mean, that was his kids to him. You know, so uh, he he took care of them just like they was his kids. So he loved them dogs. Oh yeah. And, you know, what's one of your favorite memories going to a show? Like, I remember just, you know, two years ago, we were at Relaxing in the Park St. Louis, and we had a damn good time. We went out and cruised in Vanilla Ice. But, you know, you've went, you know, you've had an opportunity maybe to go to more shows than the average guy with Greg. But any funny stories or any crazy craziness you guys got into? Man, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> especially, like, the one in St. Louis was really good. You know, uh, the one you mentioned. You know, we had a good time. We hung out with y'all. Uh, our big thing was... Uh, lobby watching we we would like to uh we go back and, and you come and you hung out with us in fact in st louis uh, yeah. but we like to go back and lobby watch and and watch folks and uh you know and, and talk crap and everything else but for instance uh forbidden fantasy i guess it was around 2017 18 somewhere up in there we was out at forbidden fantasy and we were sitting down so you know, I, I live on the coast. Greg lives on the coast. He's in Gulfport. I'm in. I'm, I mean, he's in Gulfport. I'm in Mobile. But we, you know, we're we're right here on the coast. We got casinos everywhere. So casinos really isn't you know nothing to us. We don't. We see it all the time. So, yeah. Anyways, we're out there where everybody's at casino and they're hanging out and gambling and doing whatever. And uh, Greg and I, we're sitting inside the lobby and people's walking by and they're just looking at us and we're looking at them and they'll come <laughs> back by and they're like, dude, y'all are still sitting here because we sat there for hours, you know? Yeah. But before the weekend was over, like the whole lobby was just full of not but many truckers and everything else hanging out and talking shit and, you know, um, making fun of people and, and everything else. And, and, uh, so just good times doing that and, and, uh, bunch of laughs and, of course, people was up in uh, at at uh, it's called the Ivy that casino that's out there that we do that show at, or uh, Brian Good does the show out there, and uh, it's got like um, I don't know how many levels it is, five or six levels or whatever that you can see, and people was all up on the levels, you know, standing there talking, and everybody's just kind of like in the lobby, but still on the levels, looking down and hollering and hooting, and <laughs> we had a good time, you know. Uh, but uh, probably one of the um, or not the funnest, but a really funny one. Greg, me, and Lauren, his daughter, we were going to Mini Nats. I don't know if it was last year, if it was the year before last. We was headed to Mini Nats, and um, for some reason, Greg thought uh, that on the time change, because it goes an hour ahead going up, mm -hmm. well, we was like, well, it's going to be nine and a half hours or ten and a half hours or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, it's going to be, you got to add an hour to it. 
And we're like, no, it's the same <laughs> amount of travel time. And he's like, no, you got to add an hour to it. And I'm like, Greg, it's <laughs> nine and a half hours, no matter what. Now, right. the time changes, it's going to be later when we get there than what it would be here. <laughs> but it's still nine and a half hours of travel time. He's like, no, it is not. So we <laughs> argued about that for a long way. And we and then once we got up there, so we had this little thing with, like, Greg always had to be right, and I always had to be right. That's why he said we always got along so good, because him and I was was really a lot alike. <laughs> and uh, I was always right, and he was always right. And neither one of us could be wrong. Well, Lauren, she did this little deal. She started putting checks. Like, if I was right, I'd get a check. And if Greg was right, he'd get a check. <laughs> and uh, so by the time we got up there, I think I had, like, over a hundred checks and Greg had like two or three too. So he was, he was, uh, he was pretty upset about that, but, oh, yeah. uh, but all of our trips, man, we had a good time. We never, uh, Oh, I say we didn't never have any bad ones, but Greg liked to travel at, uh, up at least a hundred mile an hour towing a two car hauler. <laughs> so we would overheat the tires and, uh, have blowouts and, and all that stuff on the side of interstates and, uh, whatnot. But, uh, you know, it was all good times. And, and uh, another, in fact, I think it was Mini Mats too. We're we're headed to Mini Mats, and he'd got that two car hauler, <laughs> and he had never really had a trailer that long, so it was his first time towing one that long. And uh, we're headed up there, and I'm I've always towed big trailers and semi trucks and everything else. So I'm like, dude, you need me to drive? And he's like, hell no, I've got this. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, we're in a uh, we're we're coming up to a stoplight, and we li- we left the gas station. We're coming up to the stoplight, and Lauren's in the back seat, and I told Greg, I said, man, you need to get in the right hand lane to make this left-hand turn. And he looks at me and says, I know what I'm doing. And I said, I'm telling you, bro, there's not enough room right there. I said, that's why them semis are lined up over there. I said, you need to get in the right-hand lane. He's like, I got this, bro. And I'm like, all right. So we get up to the red light, and I'm looking, and I, and I told I turned around and looked at Lauren. I said, I promise you he's going to either hit that car or at least taking out that sign. He's, and he's probably going to hit that car. And he's like, dude, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to hit nothing. So light turns green, and here we go. <laughs> we took out the sign and the cars was like trying to back up out and he never checked up he's he's on the gas he's like right, we got it so we literally took out the sign i thought that it hit vanilla because it was on the back of the trailer and it looked like it went straight down the side of it but it clipped the uh it clipped the trailer itself and just folded the sign over and oh, of wow. course we kept going and we was laughing and i guess that was one of my checks that i got also <laughs> on, that, on that trip so uh, uh well we had some good times I forget if it was when we were going to LST the one year, 2020 maybe, but we had stopped. But wasn't there one of the shows where you guys, maybe LST, where you had put the cars on the trailer, but it was so windy? Greg was like, you guys were like, man, fuck it. This is unsafe, right? It was some crazy wind. Yeah, that was, uh, was it LST or was it, um, and there was another time in Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, We was going between Laughlin and Las Vegas, and it was really bad in fact it blew a uh, truck over uh, in front of us. Um, it, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, like a box truck or whatever. Uh, and I want to say Robbie Bryant and Kena Bryant was in the truck with us um, whenever that happened. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, we was, we was in Vegas or we was in Laughlin headed to Vegas or vice versa. Uh, it's been a few years ago and uh, a big windstorm and a dust storm, you know, it was well a dust storm basically come through and man, you couldn't see in front of you hardly or nothing. And, it literally, uh, I mean, it was bad. It was blowing stuff all over the place. It blew a box truck over, and we uh, we ended up just stopping and uh, hanging out for a while, letting it get by, you know. So it was a rough deal, but uh, it gets like that. Of course, it gets worse out that way, but, you know, it has done that to us in Texas as well. But, yeah, we it's, yeah that was a pretty uh, 
pretty hairy, hairy moment there. So, oh yeah, and you know something that I always, um, you know, thought about like when I met you. You know, we talked about old school BMX and all kinds of stuff. But you know, you talk about you know Greg Levin is of course family shows the dogs, but also the old school stereo, dude. This guy, man, I joked with Greg. I said, dude, you're a fiend. And he's like, I know, man, I got to have it. And he really collected a lot of stuff, didn't he? Man, he's got all kind of stuff. He, uh, so he has, so I, he, I, I met the guy through him, but, uh, so there's a guy in Taiwan that we're, that we're friends with. And oh, yeah. he, he's, he is one of the main, uh, Alpine guys from back in the day. And Greg bought, Literally, it's number two of the seventy nine oh nines of the seventy nine oh nine Alpine radio head unit. Yes, and Greg has number two uh, that was ever made. And and what it was, they had number one and number two in uh, a display case over there. And wow. that guy's held on to one and two, which he won't let number one go. He's gonna keep number one. But Greg was able to purchase number two from him. And um, and man, Greg's got uh, whew, man. Stuff. There's no telling how much stuff he had. I mean, yeah. he's got all kinds of, and he did sell some of it off. Yeah. Um, but, um, there's still a lot, a lot of stuff or a lot of good stuff over there that, uh, that, that he, he had bought was collecting and stuff. He's, he's got some, I mean, some real good stuff and it's all, man, it's like brand new. Everything he's got. So, um, I mean, it's mint, you know what I'm saying? He don't have nothing that, uh, it's nothing garbage, to skin yeah. up. I mean, it's no, I mean, it's, it's all mint. And then, you know, he 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 uh, bought a bunch of punch stuff, which I've got a bunch of old school punch stuff that I'm putting in buckwheat, and uh, he found some of it for me actually. Um, and there's a guy I can't think of his name now. He's a big Rockford guy uh, from the '90s. He actually refurbishes uh, amps and stuff like that. So, um, wow. Greg had a he ended up buying a punch. I think it was a 650 or something like that, and or it might have been 1,000. Uh, but he got it in and. To me, it was mint, but Greg was like, oh, there's a scratch there, and there's a scratch there. So he sent, like, the covers off to this guy, and he totally redone them and made them, you know, like, brand new. And, and uh, so, I mean, he has – all his stuff is is definitely in great shape. And But he – man, he's – I'd hate to know how much he's got in the stuff. I mean, he's got thousands, of, and I ain't talking about no four or five thousand. He's got thousands of dollars in, in badass old-school stereo. Yes. Yeah, uh, he had sold the head unit to the homie Josh Ellis at – Orange Beach Invasion this year, yep, that's right. and he was the only guy. Now I've heard of people doing this back in the day. You said they didn't get refurbished, but Greg was like, "Yo, he goes, check this out." He goes, "You know, you can find these for a little less, whatever." He goes, "Dude, I sent these in," and he goes, "I had the eyes updated yep. on the freaking CD players because he's like, you know, if you think about it, we've all kind of heard like, okay, a CD was supposedly going to have a shelf life of twenty years, thirty mm-hmm. years, whatever, but like you think about the CD players that read them. So Greg was like, "Man, that's at least." you know, however many hundred dollars, if you could even figure out a guy that would do him. And of course, as you said, you know, he knew the guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he knew the guy and, and, and got all that done. And, uh, like all my stuff that I've got, you know, uh, they're all refurbished and, and like new. And, uh, I've got actually, and Greg, Greg actually had them. Um, so I was, I was wanting to run four punch pro series, um, uh, 12s in my truck in, in buckwheat. And, Greg ended up buying uh, three punch 15s that was brand new, still in the box, but they're 25 years old. But mm-hmm. they've never been taken, like, literally, like, two of the boxes had never been opened. And wow. um, so he had them, and I was like, man, I think instead of doing 
uh, the 12s. I want to do some 15s. I'm going to find some 15s. He's like, well, I'll let you get my 15s if you want to. I'm not going to use them. I'm going to run all 12s in my truck. And I was like, <laughs> well, all right, cool. So we ended up, I ended up buying the 15s from him, and uh, I still got them. They're going to go in the, in the Nissan when I finally finish it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and they're, they're mint, man. I mean, they're, they're in excellent shape. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of worried um, about whenever I hook the power to them because I got, you know, punch 1,000, punch 650, and a punch 300, but I don't know which, which I'm probably going to push the, the, 600 uh i, I was going to put two 600s on or, or 600 on uh, on each woofer but just mainly for looks uh but i'm worried about the power <laughs> the like, if they're actually going to hold it right yeah. because they're so old and it's been set and so yeah they got uh, that they nostalgia to touched. them so you right. don't want to mess yeah, them up so, right so i don't really want to you know just blow them out the box but uh <laughs> But yeah, now they, the eighteen-year-old or the sixteen-year-old Sean Randall. I mean, we would all be like, blow him out the box. But. Oh yeah, we blow him out the box. We wouldn't care. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, we didn't care about that then. So uh, yeah, but now nah, I want to keep it. Uh, keep and, and, and in fact, Greg. So another another story. Um, buckwheat. When I bought buckwheat, uh, so in the nineties, I had a black. Uh, well, I had like seven or eight Nissans, but my favorite one, <laughs> I bought it brand new in 1990. It was in November of 94. It was a 95 Nissan hard body. It was the, uh, it was the XEV6 and it was black, uh, had the silver stripe, XEV6 stripes and everything on it. Well, I looked for that truck for years, couldn't ever find it. Well, I started looking when Greg and I started talking about doing minis, um, uh, we went to mini nights a few years ago and I'm like, dude, we need to do some minis, you know? And he's like, well, let's do it. And I'm like, Let's do like a backyard build, you know, $10,000 budget, something simple. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll get back there, drink some beer, build yes. some trucks like old days. You know what I'm saying? Just, yep. just hang out. And, and uh, he was like, let's do it. So we went on the hunt and uh, he found um, the white the right Mazda that he had. He sold it to Sal. And now actually uh, Dave Shulman has that yeah, truck Yeah, I now. saw that. Um, but he found the Mazda and I was on the hunt for a Nissan. And man, we found so many Nissans, but I was like, that's not the one I want. I want exactly what I had. Well, I ended up one night I was on a marketplace on Facebook and I was, I would search the whole country and I found one in Tennessee. I think it was Nashville. Um, uh, and it was exactly what I wanted. The guy was like, he wanted like 4,500 bucks for it. And I was like, man, I hate to spend that much money on a daggum little 1995 <laughs> Nissan hard body. You know what right. I'm saying? But I was <laughs> like, you know what? I want it. So I hit the guy up uh, that night, and it was like one o'clock in the morning. Um, I texted the guy, or I messaged the guy on Marketplace, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm interested. I'll take the truck, you know, whatever." And uh, we went back, and or he he didn't message me back. The next day, he messaged me, and uh, we went back and forth, and and he immediately went down like I think I think he was wanting like forty five hundred or something. He immediately went down to like $3,800 or something stupid. He was like, well, I'll take 3800 for it. And I, was, yeah. and I didn't even ask him to come right, down. Right, so you you're know like, I mean? all right, well, this is going my way. Right, yeah. I was like, well, dang. So I, uh, I threw a, a message out on Facebook and said, hey, is anybody close to uh, Nashville, Tennessee? And good it out. Well, Michelle Boone uh, and her oh, husband, people, they, they live in – man, awesome people. You can't ask for any better. Um, they <laughs> – I, I gained a lot of respect for them uh, in this whole situation. So I was trying to get the guy. I was going to send him 
uh, like PayPal him a deposit or anything just to hold it for yep, me. Yep. And I was going to come get the truck. And we was going to St. Louis. That was the same year we come up there with you that we was talking wow. about earlier. We was headed to St. Louis that week. And uh, I told the guys, like, hey, man, look, I got to go to St. Louis this weekend. We're leaving like tomorrow. Can I send you a deposit? You hold the truck and I'll come back and pick it up, you know, next week. And he's like, nope, it's going to be cash in hand, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I was like, oh, man. So I threw that Facebook post out. I was like, anybody around Nashville? Well, Michelle come on there and was like, hey, I am. And I was like, awesome. So I inboxed her and I said, look, I got this deal, this truck. I want this truck. And basically, I need y'all to go, if, if you don't mind, I need you to go put your eyes on it, make sure it runs. I don't care if it's ticking, as long as the body is straight and it cranks up, I want it. Yep. And uh, I was like, I don't care about the interior. I don't care. I just make sure the body is straight, make sure it hadn't been wrecked hard or anything, because the guy swore it hadn't never been yep, wrecked. Yep. Uh, it was it was a one-owner. It was his grandfather's truck, and they pulled it behind their motorhome, and his grandfather passed away, and wow. that's why he had the truck. So... They said, no problem. Well, we went to St. Louis, and Michelle had called me, and I, I ended up PayPaling them the money for them to go, just go buy it, and they, wow. they uh, went and took the cash and, and bought the truck. Well, come to find out, they don't live nowhere close to Nashville. They live in Knoxville, Tennessee, yeah, which was, I was like a four-hour, yes, ah. it was like a four- or five-hour one-way drive for them, and I had no idea. So... <laughs> We're in St. Louis, and they call me, or we're going back and forth that Saturday, and I got on the phone with Dustin, his, her husband, and, and he's like, man, hey, it, it runs good. I drove it. Everything seems good. It don't have a headliner in it. I said, dude, I don't care. He said, but everything else, he said, man, the seats are nice. He said, there's no cracks in the dash. He said, it's a really nice truck. And I said, well, I, you know, buy it. You know? And he says, okay. And I said, I'll come up there next week and get it. And he says, okay. So long story short, I told Greg, I said, dude, I done figured up the hour difference of if we cut through, cause I'm still thinking we're in, there in Nashville. Right. And I'm like, Greg, when we leave St. Louis, let's run down to Nashville instead of coming through Mississippi. Let's run over to, Al you know, through that away and come down through Alabama and I'll get the truck, you know? And he's like, man, I ain't doing that. That's like, that's way out of the way. I'm like, dude, it's like three and a half, four hours out of the way. Then you use the I hour difference with him and say, no, man, we're going to save an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. We're going to save that hour. Remember? <laughs> right. But no, I, I was like, it's like three hours, three, four hours out of the way. I forget exactly what it was. It wasn't much. And uh, he's like, nope, I'm headed home. And I'm like, dude, you're killing me. So we're, we're getting closer. I was kind of mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, come on. I'm going to have to drive because I'm looking at it like, well, now I'm going to have to drive eight hours north and then eight hours back south home because i'm in mobile so i'm like i'm gonna have to drive eight hours north eight hours south whenever we can literally just go a four-hour trip and pick up the truck and it's done and uh so we're on our way back and i said i tell you what drop me off in hattiesburg i'm gonna unload vanilla i'm going home and i'm leaving i'm going to pick it up tonight and this is on sunday we're coming back from st Holy louis shit and he's like no you're not and I said, I remember yeah, I this part too. of the story. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am too. And he's like, dude, you're not going up here tonight. I said, drop me off when we get up to Hattiesburg, because Hattiesburg, so Highway 98 runs straight into Mobile from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So it's about an hour and a half drive to my house. And uh, I was like, you drop me off because he was <laughs> going to keep going south on 49 to Gulfport, which is where his neighborhood is literally off of 49 there. And he's like, all right, so that's what you want to do. I said, well, that's what I want to do. So we pulled over and, and uh, Hattiesburg and he's the whole time he's bitching. He's like, I can't believe you're doing this. And I unload vanilla and I, I, you know, tell him, all right, brother, I'm gone. You be safe. Holler at me if you need anything. I take off and I come in and I get home and, and, uh, I put vanilla up and I, I tell my wife, I said, all right, we're going to 
you know, swap out some clothes and I'm going to Nashville to pick up this truck. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yep. So I'm hooking my trailer up to my truck and everything else. Well, well, Greg called and, uh, he's like, Hey, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm getting ready to go to Nashville. He says, no, you are not. I said, dude, I'm telling you I'm getting ready. He says, well, damn it. Wait till tomorrow and I'll go. He says, I'll come pick you up in the morning. We'll take my truck and, and we'll go. And I'm like, nah, bro. I said, we're good. I said, man, you just got through, you know, driving, you know, 11 hours from up there. And he's like, no, 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 just wait till tomorrow. I'll go. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So he comes over the next morning, like five o'clock in the morning. We tear out. It ended up being like we did a, we, I mean, it was literally, a, 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 yes, it was a turn burn. We, we left out of here. Went straight up. Well, I'm thinking a steal. I'm like Nashville. You know what I mean? So I'm, we're headed to Nashville. Right. You're like well, barbecue, man. Trucks. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, shit, we're going to Nashville. So we're, I don't know, an hour from Nashville or so. Well, probably about two hours from Nashville. And I, he said, you punched in their address yet? And I'm like, man, I ain't even got their damn address. So let me, let me hit them up. So I hit up Michelle. I was like, hey, what's your address? <laughs> I said, we're, we're not far out, you know? So she uh, sent me the address uh, and it was like, six hours the other way and i was like oh shit i was like greg i said they're in knoxville bro he was like <laughs> what i said yeah they're in knoxville and he's, he's like, like you you punking me right yeah and I, he's like holy shit so we start jet setting our gps well man it takes us down some country roads and we're literally greg's running like 70 80 mile an hour on these country roads that the road is wide enough for like one vehicle Wow. And we're coming through there in Greg's HD with the trailer behind it. He's like not slowing down for none of the oncoming traffic. And they're off the side of the road. He's just been, <laughs> we're laughing the whole time. And these people are cussing us out. And I'm like, bro, slow down. We're going to, you know, we're going to, he's like, no, we got to get back tonight. You know? And I'm like, oh my God. So, so finally we got to save that Knoxville. hour. <laughs> yeah. No shit. We got to save that hour. So we get to Knoxville and, uh, we pick up the truck and come back. Well, we're on the way back and he's like, what are you going to name the truck? And I said, man, I don't know. I said, uh, he said, well, you, you got Vanilla Ice. And he, he actually named Vanilla Ice. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he's named both of my trucks. He's, he's named, or these last two trucks I've had, he's named both of them. But we're on the way back, and, and we're just making up all kind of bullshit. I don't even remember all the names we come up with. <laughs> well, I was putting in my phone some of the better ones, you know, so we'd remember them. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but he said, oh, dude, I got it. I was like, what? He's like, buckwheat. And I was like, buckwheat? Why would you call it buckwheat? And he's like, because it's small and black. And for some reason, we thought that was the funniest crap. I mean, we like <laughs> had to pull over. He had to pull over. We was laughing so hard. He couldn't catch his breath. So, and I don't know why it was so funny at the time, but, you know, we thought it was. Well, so I ate it buckwheat. And then um, we get back, you know, we get back home. It was 21 hours is what we was on the road wow. for that day. After coming home from 11 hours from the day before. So it was literally like a 21 hour trip and man, we had the best time. I mean, we, I mean, there's so much happened on it in that 21 hours, but it, it, we had the best time. And, uh, and whenever I, so back to Buckwheat, I go to get the tag for it. And, uh, a lot of these places, you know, like they don't, they don't, a lot of tags or whatever they turn down now, you know, right, so cause they think a friend of mine, you know, right, like bad shit. slur or, or racial or whatever, you know, well, Whenever I was going to do uh, buckwheat on it, uh, another buddy of mine said, man, they're not going to let you put buckwheat on there. And I was like, why? And you're like, what the hell? Why, why would they not let me do it? You know, and I was going to abbreviate it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, why would they not? And he's like, well, they're going to think it's being racial. And I'm like, why would I be being racial? Like, you're like talking just, about, are you talking about like the, um, 
the TV show. Remember, we know him as right, Buckwheat. Right, the TV show. The, yeah, the, TV the show Rascal, Buckwheat. Little Rascals. Right, Little Rascals. Yeah, that's what it was. And I'm like, I don't, I don't whatever. So, so anyways, lo and behold, <laughs> I go up there to get the tag, and I got it. You know, she told me she, it was a, it was a younger black woman, and she says, write it down what you want. And I said, okay. She said, I'll run it through the system. I said, okay. So she turns around, and she says, why would you name it Buckwheat? I'm just curious. And I look back, and I said, well, because it's small and black. And, of course, everyone started laughing but her, and she just looks at me like, you racist bastard. <laughs> you no know, and, I, and, and, it, and Yes, and it hit me like, damn, maybe it does sound racist. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? But it, but that was not even the end. Like, none of that was, you know, uh, it wasn't the issue or nothing. That wasn't even what it was about. But uh, So how did the rest yeah, of that so, conversation go, though, with her? Did she you didn't say- really, uh, she didn't like it too much. She just kind of punched it in, and the system took it. And she was like, okay. And, and, uh, and of course, so I got like eight vehicles. And uh, when it comes up for renewal, uh, that's whenever I, or when I, my tags or whatever, it was just whenever I bought that truck, um, it, my renewals on all the rest of them was up, uh, to be done. And so when I went in there, of course, she's looking at some of my other tags, you know, like vanilla ice and now I got buckwheat and she was like, why do you name these trucks this? And I was like, <laughs> I said, man, I said, this, I said, it's a long story. I said, but I got a buddy of mine. I said, he's a, he's a jokester and he always you know, he's the one that names my trucks or whatever. And she was like, okay, but she didn't think it was too funny, but we thought it was hilarious. So right, even though right. other people laughed about it, but well, at least they let it go through. Cause you know, we've heard crazy stuff of that stuff getting mad. Okay. Boom. Right. Again. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them get turned down. I've had a few get turned down too, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of them get turned down. And some of it's stupid stuff that gets turned down, you know, yeah, uh, stuff that you would, you couldn't even come up with a story to make it seem bad. Right. And it's just like, yeah, yeah the system's like, eh, yeah, but, yeah, um, like one of them, uh, I had a uh, neck breaker. Uh, it got turned down on one of the trucks that I had, and then uh, because it meant violence, they thought so they uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't let it go through. So I yeah, don't know. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate you sharing some of the stories. You know, we've heard from different people, and I wanted you know Mike and I wanted to get a different perspective of different folks. You know, some that were mm-hmm. super close, like you were, of course. You know, Dustin Hale, the homie side show, and. We yeah, hear a quick word people. from from Josh Ellis and and obviously you know egg roll, but um you know when you I, I guess in closing I, I do want to just ask you about why you showdown in a minute um just because I know that's going to be the next show after you know scraping and, and us losing our friend and and and, uh, and Lauren and, and Tammy losing you know you know their their loved one but uh, right. what are you going to miss most about Greg man man Greg and I spoke every day. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, man. He, uh, every afternoon we'd talk when I get off work or even, even during work, he'd call me and, uh, you know, cause Greg's, Greg's job was, uh, was putting on shows, but, uh, but I got a normal job and, and, uh, he'd call all during the day. And of course, <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, that gum it, you know, and I, I, a Nord call, and now I wish I'd have picked all of them up, but I'd ignore it sometimes. And I'd call him back, but you know, and he, he'd start texting me, you know, all right, damn it, you know, answer the phone or right. uh, whatever. So, uh, but he, uh, every day we'd talk and, and we talked for hours. I mean, it was like we was uh, 16 year old kids or something, but uh, you know, I, I'd be, my wife would come in, I'd be on the phone, and, and she'd already know who I was talking to. And Tammy, <laughs> of course, she would come in and he'd be like, uh, you know, all right, I gotta go. Tammy's wanting me to get off the phone or whatever. But uh, man, just those phone calls and and 
text messages and you know we talked about stuff that uh you know personal and and uh you know just anything that went on i mean he was we might have not be blood but you know that, that was my brother you know uh he uh was an awesome dude but uh he's gonna <clears throat> yeah he's gonna uh It'd be missed, man. I, I, I'm going to miss, uh, I already miss him. You know, he, he, uh, I missed him phone calls every day, you know. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate, you know, Mike and I appreciate you sharing that. I know, uh, Mike heard a lot of good stories and, and the camaraderie and the people. Mike was blown away at how far, you know, there were people that, you know, go back to the stereo days that, you know, some of the, the even his close friends didn't even realize that, you know, the, the inroads that he had built back in the 90s, you, as you kind of alluded. But I did want to just shift gears, you know, um, you know, it's very emotional and just end on this note that, um, you know, I've seen you doing uh, posting about Bayou Showdown, Sean, and uh, we've been reminding everyone it's November 20th and 21st. Uh, you guys are gaining so much momentum with this one. I know you you partnered really well with Greg, but um, the Harbor Center they're in Slidell. I know you're excited about this one, brother. Yeah, I am. I, uh, so I actually had contemplated about maybe shutting the show down uh, once that happened with Greg, and, and uh, I didn't bring it up to Lauren or Tammy. I just was going to leave it alone and, and let them kind of decide or whatever, you know, because sure. now now they're, they're my partners in this show now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could never, uh, even though it was Greg and I's show, uh, you know, to me, they put in – a lot of work too and uh so they deserve to my opinion to roll oh, with it yeah. and them be partners on it now so uh and, and so that's what we're going to do and and they want to do it and lauren uh you know the other night that dinner she was just like hey you know what let's let's get rolling on by you let's let's roll with it you know and i hadn't i hadn't been doing a bunch of posting or nothing you know with all this going yeah, on i've left sure. it alone and, and after that i said okay if that's what you want to do you know we'll roll with it so uh so yeah, we're going with it, and, and uh, it's going to be a great. You know, last year we had, uh, and, and it was during the pandemic, of course, last year, and we we, we still went with it, and and uh, man, we had a huge turnout. You know, there was over eight hundred vehicles that showed up last year, and, and uh, we had a huge turnout, and um, a lot of quality. Um, and 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 as, in fact, uh, Mike Murray was there around uh, about twelve thirty on Saturday. We fixed up to show, shut the the gates on everybody because we, we was like, damn, where are we going to put everybody, you know, because the way we had it, um, we have more room there, but the way we had it set up, we wasn't expecting, you know, we was expecting about four or 500, uh, right. but whenever like 800 compiling in there, we was like, holy crap. So we was about to shut it down. Uh, and then finally the line started kind of easing up and, uh, but yeah, we had to keep some of them outside. And, um, but Greg and I had, has, has went over there, and looked at everything and we was going to change the layout this year also and we're going to expand the fence out to where we can fit more if uh if that does happen this year um already so we're, we're going to move the food vendors around we're going to move some of the vendor other vendors around and and we're going to change the way that we had the entrance of the last year we're going to change that up to where we can bring them in double file too instead of it going into a single line uh just speed stuff up better you know but yeah we're going full steam ahead and uh, like you said, November 20th, 21st, uh, right there at the Harbor Center in Slidell, Louisiana. Uh, the Sleep Inn is our host hotel. I think their rates are like 65 a night or $69 a night. Um, and if they call for, just call and tell them you're booking for uh, Bayou Showdown and, and they'll get you set up. So, but yeah, it's going to be a good deal. And like I say now, Lauren, 
Lauren will be my partner on it now. Um, and uh, I, I look forward to working with her. And, and, and she knows she's, man, she runs, you know, as there's four partners that's in scraping, um, which a lot of people don't know that. But, you know, Greg had three other partners over there. and uh, But Lauren and, and Tammy should have been a fifth partner, basically, because they, they do a lot of work there. And they do a lot of work with Bayou and After Hours and all of them for us. So, so now they're, they're, they're going to, you know, keep rolling with me. And we're going to keep these shows going. It's a family affair. I love it, dude. Greg would love it. And, you know, Sean, it's just been awesome seeking up with you. I know at shows are always kind of busy and, and running crazy. And, and, you know, the scraping was a little bit different, so we didn't get a chance. You know, a lot of us were kind of in a, you know, a little bit different mind state. I'll leave it at that. But, um, right. you know, appreciate your friendship. Always love seeing you at the shows, dude, the success that you've had. But, you know, obviously you're a family dude and uh, you're doing the damn thing. But listen, man, on behalf of Mike and I and the, and the podcast – you know, we got your back. You know, we know that you have ours, and we appreciate all the stories. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate it, my man. I, I appreciate y'all, and uh, y'all are all uh, become family to me as well. You know, and uh, we love all y'all. Whatever you need, brother. Give your family the best, and thank you for the time. And we're gonna get this one finished up and wrapped up for our friend Greg Miller, brother. Rest in peace. Sounds good, brother. So that's going to be a wrap on this one, man. I literally just have goosebumps thinking of my friend Greg and all the great things that we heard. Um, you know, we all grieve a little bit differently, and uh, some that have stuck with us to the end on this one are probably thinking, "Hey, you know, uh, they've they've talked a lot about Greg. You know, what else are they going to talk about?" And and I just want to say, I thank his friends and his family, um, you know, and, and the close ones for all the different memories that they shared. Uh, with us. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been shared on Facebook. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to not read that stuff at this point. I might just do a, a recap next week. But, you know, just emotionally, it's been a lot to to, to go through this week. Um, thinking of my friend, and uh, obviously it's been, you know, uh, the, the, one of the most difficult situations, I'm sure, for his family. But uh, to everyone out there, that knew Greg, that went to his shows, that you know respected Greg, understood what he was trying to do, uh, saw what he had built over the years. You know, even Egg Roll had shared some of the the names of shows that I kind of had even forgotten about that Greg was a part of, Pandemonium and things like that. But uh, much respect to everyone there. And uh, just in closing, I know uh, Ron at Hammered Weekend, where uh, a great guy. He's you know became uh, friends with. Uh, Greg, when Greg was here for Mike's show earlier this year, we got a chance to go out to eat, and I had shared that photo that I had taken with uh, of Ron and Greg uh, together. But you know, I would encourage anyone um, hammered weekend wear. It's h a m m e r d weekendwear.com. Uh, he actually did a shirt uh, that tied into uh, Greg Miller, which was the scraping the most, uh, which obviously was a playoff of scraping the coast logo. Greg, of course, approved that. He loved it. It was his Chevy uh, car on there. And, uh, you know, you can go out to Hammered Weekend Wear and check that out under the T's. Or uh, there's even some new stuff that we've recently talked about. But, uh, again, a little bit different feel on this uh, episode uh, to everyone that continues to rock with us and understands the cause and the vision that we have. Uh, it's not just looking forward to the future, which is important for our scene, but we like to look to the past and pay homage to those that helped build the foundation 
for what we have and what we love today, this whole truck scene, mini trucks on, uh, you know, mini truck scene, truck scene in general. Um, it's our lifestyle, as you guys know. So be safe out there. Leave a rating on Apple Podcast if you can. Tap the five stars. We appreciate each and every one of you guys that listen, even those that we don't know that are out there listening. We, we see the numbers. We thank you guys so much. Keep doing what you do. Hug your loved ones. Be safe. We got you. Rest in peace, Greg.